The following views expressed are those of the speakers and do not represent the views of DOD or its components. Pay attention because you are now listening to Permission to Speak Freely. 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 You know, we're not really good at intros and stuff like that. But I'm going to start off, yeah, right? Yeah. And I'm just going to tell, you know, I'm going to tell the world how you set me up, man. <laughs> so, so, yeah, and, you man. Might, and you might think you talk, uh, you might think I'm talking about how you set me up the last time, but I'm talking about how you set me up the time before the last time, right? So let's start off. So I'm at, I'm at SEA, right? So I just completed SEA. Congratulations for me, right? But, um, so, but I was at- Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm at SEA and we out eating. It's like almost it's the night before the final exam. Um, we out eating. Um, we, you know, we went to a place and I get a phone call, man. Um, and it's somebody, you know, they try to sell me something, man. And I, and I, I just can't really make out like who it is, like who this person is, man. And, um, and, and then see, I'm going to ask the uh, audience, the listeners for help for this one, man. I need y'all help on this one. So it's just a random person talking to me while I'm enjoying like pretty much one of my last nights with my brothers and sisters that I kind of really, you know, started to bond with at the Senior Enlisted Academy. I get this phone call, somebody trying to sell me something. I'm not going to say what they were trying to sell me, um, but it just caught me off guard. So I'm like, no, like I don't want to buy it. I didn't know who it was. None of that. Right. So I'm like, yo, <laughs> like, how'd you even get my number? Right. And he was like, do you know Damon Leggins? I said, oh, my gosh, man. <laughs> so right then and there, man, again, I was triggered. <laughs> I was triggered. I'm like, Damon Leggins. I'm like, yo, why would he, you know, we ain't pod in a while. I'm like, yo, we ain't even pod in a while. How David giving people my number, man. So, so I wound up having to go to the bathroom. I finished my conversation with him. Remember, I came out, I called you. I was laughing. We, we was having fun. I was with my classmates. We was having fun. Um, and then, but, and, and, and when I went in the bathroom with him, though, I got to go back to this part. So I go in the bathroom with him and he's like, yo, he ain't tell you I was, I was going to call you. I was like, nah, yo, he didn't. He was like, oh, I thought he, I thought he would have gave you like a heads up. I was like, nah, nah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so, so I wound up calling you uh, later, uh, you know, just to kind of, you know, just to make sure we were good. And, uh, you know, and I'm like, I text you, matter of fact, I say, yo, Damon, you know, that's my stuff, man. I'm still thinking about, you know, earlier how you set me up, man. And then you was like, yo, you was like, what make it worse is who that was. You know, then I'm like, damn, like, who was it? You know what I mean? Like, you like, it's a friend of, you know, I'm not going to say her name, but you was like, it's one of our, it's a friend of our son. <laughs> and I'm like, oh man, you really, you really got me, man. <laughs> so let me show, hey, look, let me say, hey, world, world. <laughs> I, hey, let me get, look, so you're right. Everything Dumbo's just said, it sounds like a setup, but let me tell you, it wasn't a setup, though, right? <laughs> So I told the, so at the end of he he got me. Say like, once I found out who he was and blah yeah. blah blah because you know me I'm not buying nothing I'm trying to buy nothing either from nobody right so yeah he set me up told me who he was so that so I went through the whole thing blah blah at the end of it he said can he give can I give him some more contacts <laughs> right so yeah I can give you some contacts man Dumbo name <laughs> your first name pop up in my mind Dumbo. <laughs> Right. So I told him, I said, hey, make sure when you when you um, 
you call them, you um, let them know who you are. You know what I mean? Because if you don't let you know, like me, I was the same way you were. When he first called, I was like, nah, what? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not. But then when I found out who he was, oh, shit changed. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, okay, let me let me help you out type stuff. You know what I mean? It changed yeah. once I found out who he was. But I wouldn't fit that. I, would, I probably should have called. <laughs> <him. laughs> I should have texted you guys. It was, hey, ain't nobody, you don't know what hit me up, though. But I gave like five names For out, real? bro. <laughs> For real? Yeah, I gave about five I gave about five names, but somebody who always mutual, you know what I'm saying? They knew us though. All, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Knew who she was and everything too though. So, the, so yeah, man. So my question for the world is: Should Damon have gave me a heads up about this phone call or not? You know what I'm saying? My answer is yes. My answer is yes. I agree. I should have <laughs> gave you a heads up, but if he would have said who he was in the beginning, everything had been. Done. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like I told yeah. him to do. Yeah, it would have been straight. Yeah. But it, it was almost like he ain't like when you know, when people call me trying to sell stuff, I got defensive tactics. You know what I mean? So it was almost yeah. like everything he threw up, like I had something ready for it. Like, oh, hold on. Like, you know, like when, when people call me trying to sell stuff, I'm asking them more questions than you know, they, they yeah. asking me. So the moment they call, I'm like, yo, you know, what where you from? You know, what, what you yeah. got going on? So that's what happened. That's what happened, man. But yeah, so yeah. He called me while I was in SEA, um, finished SEA, graduated SEA. Great time, great experience. I owe Rhode Island an apology. The food was amazing. Um, I just think at first when I was out there, it was the first couple nights, me and uh, a lot of the chiefs that just got out there, we didn't really know where to go. I linked up with an officer, an officer that I know. She she showed me some good spots. Then after that, like, you know, when a weekend came, me and the chiefs, we... We definitely had a great time, man. It was super fun, man. Super fun. I talk, oh, yeah, man. I talk to a lot of old school people and they say that I'm not gonna say old school. People get upset when they hear that. But I talked to a lot of people that went through SEA a few times before and they was like, damn, like they feel like they didn't have any time to, you know, go enjoy Newport and stuff like that. I feel like we definitely did. And I went at like the best time of the year. It was in June. Did you yeah. did you I'm have time? You, I wanted to I, I dude, we ain't had time for nothing, man. We um, I know, I think you told me already, you guys didn't have the same number like briefs and stuff we was doing, man. But we was always working on the next thing, seemed like, man. Like, like even though when I go down the weekend, man, I, you know, I don't want to look like crap. So I'm there studying and getting ready to do for those briefs. I, mean, I remember being in my room like all the time. People wanted to go somewhere or whatever. I was trying to get something real quick to eat so I can come back and look in that mirror and go through those briefs, man, and make yeah. sure my timing was good. We had to do so many briefs and 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 it was always on on a time, you know what I mean? On time, so we was trying to make sure I got all that down and all that stuff. So I didn't have a time. I most definitely didn't enjoy Newport or anything like that. You was looking in the mirror. Yeah. Damn, man. Yeah. Just like, my face expressions, <laughs> and you know, sometimes, man, like I'm just trying to get it all down. For real? Man. I'm trying to win, man. I'm trying to win, man. That's all. You know, the doodle, the doodle won for like the best brief, and I ain't gonna get into too much of everything because I want people to like have an SEA experience. Then also, and at some point, I'm gonna talk to uh, some of the chiefs I actually went through with on here. We are gonna kind of hot wash, but we're not gonna get into specifics. But the doodle had the best brief. He didn't use index cards or anything. Like when he actually like performed his brief. Yeah. It was about the Sullivan brothers. He didn't use anything. He just talked 
like he talked for seven, seven minutes straight about the Sullivan brothers history and all that stuff. It was, it was good. It was impressive. Um, you know, it goes either way. You get some people up there that think like they just got to motivate. So it's like, yo, just be hype. Like it was one person that just was like hype. Like, and it's like, yo, what you, you know, talking about, you know, it's like honor, courage, commitment. Those are the three core values. Like, like it was like somebody like that, you know, then it was like, you know, different, you know, it's different people who brief uh, differently and stuff like that. But it was definitely uh, fun. It was fun. I, I did okay. I didn't do too bad in the class either, man. You know what I'm saying? Did pretty yeah, good. You did good, man. You killed it, man. I know you don't like to brag on yourself, but I'm here to tell you, man, you talked about it. So you killed it, man. You did freaking great in the class, man. I tell you, what, what, one of my biggest experience, man, I, I know a lot of other people probably may feel the same way. The best people who gets up and do the briefs, man, have good stories. Yeah. You know what I mean? That capture you. You know what I'm saying? It ain't about being hype. It ain't about, man, it's about, there's some people out there got some crazy stories, man. Like, you'd be like, what? Yeah. Who went through that? Like, who did that? What was that? Like, you'd be like amazed. And that what captures me, man, when somebody got a story to tell, man. So, um, those are the ones that give good briefs to me, man. Yeah, man. And somehow- like, we had a- We had a- What's up? We had a- um, we had a force master chief came talk to us doing doing this DC conference thing, man. And uh, he was on the cold, man. And um, and he came out and talked about his experience on the cold. And dude, he had the whole freaking room. The room was packed, man. Yeah. And you see people in there freaking damn near, damn near in tears in there, man. When he got done. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Got a story. We actually got something about the cold coming up soon too, with a guest, right? We were supposed to do something yesterday, right? But yeah, yeah. we can't make any guarantees, right? So I don't want to make any guarantees because a couple of times we was like, yo, we got a guest next week. And uh, the next week came and it was just us two, you know? <laughs> but um, we, we definitely <laughs> um got a, you know, something coming up about the cold real soon. But I do, hey, for um, new listeners, first time listeners, hey. <laughs> What's good? What's going on out there, man? I'm Damo. And, I'm Damon. Yes. And um, is it safe to say that we're back? Or Man, we back, man. I'm going to talk about this a little bit too, though, man. Let me go ahead and get this out the way, man. Okay. So you guys probably haven't seen us in a little bit, man. Um, And like I always say, <laughs> it's never because of Dumbo. <laughs> it's, always, it's mostly because of me, man. Um, My schedule started getting a little bit crazy, you know. So most definitely, I think we back. Uh, my schedule is out. Sometimes some shit changes, but it's out. So I kind of know where I can do and where I can maneuver at. Um, so, and I'm more involved with the schedule, so I should know more about what's going on now. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm officially going to say it right now, man. We back. Nice, nice. We, we are back. back. We back. We back. That means weekly episodes for you guys. You know, we might miss a week or two, you know, no guarantees. But for the most part, weekly episodes. But so when we're talking about dedication to deliver episodes, right, let's talk about yesterday. So we had a guest. I've been lining this stuff up since, like, I was in SCA. So in SCA, you know, I've been lining up. We got a lot of guests lined up, too, guys. So uh, just look out for a lot of interesting guests, too. But um, so we had this guest. Cool episode. You know, we're going to talk about PTSD, uh, the coal, and a bunch of other stuff. So hopefully we do talk about that, uh, uh, hopefully, next week. But um, so... You know, we I, I'm talking to him back and forth, ready to go. There's some things we got to do to get him, you know, into the studio and the way we record the pod. And um, 
I, at, it's like five. So we we at 1800, we, we record. So it's like 1705. And, you know, I was talking to my wife, we going back and forth about uh, a bunch of stuff about like when she was not going back and forth in a bad way, but just when she was supposed to get home. And I'm like, oh, baby, we ain't pied in a while. You know, like I, I really need to pie. She's like, all right, well, I'm, you know, come home. So at 1705, man, I'm in here setting up, just sent our guest uh, the link so we could, you know, and uh, she calls me and she's like distraught, you know, and I'm like, what the hell happened? Like, what's going on? You know, and she she was like, yo, her car just got hit by another car. bro." She said two cars, but it really was like another car hit her car and then another car hit the car that hit her car. Right. So it was kind of like a a three car pile up and she, she pretty much was like, yo, I need you to come get me. So I call our guest while I hit him up. I'm like, Hey man, we can't do it today. I got to go get my wife, you know? And I just feel like, I don't know. I just don't want him to feel like I'm crapping out on this. Like, like I'm just backing out last minute at five. Like what, like the biggest excuse in the world, my wife got to a car accident. Like you can't really argue that. So he's like, he's like, nah, it's all cool, man. He's like, life is life. I get it. So I call you, I hit you up. I tell you, you like, yo, it's cool, man. You know, it's whatever. So I go, I'm on the way to get her and me and you talking. And, uh, you know, I'm like, you like, well, what happened? And I'm like, well, so this is the second time David got me. He didn't really get me on this one. I got myself. <laughs> but like, so we on the phone and I'm like, yo, she's saying that they fucked the whole back of her car up. And I'm like, but you know how, how women be exaggerated, right? And then David was like, oh, yeah, 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 you know, you're a speakerphone, right? <laughs> so I'm figuring if he's saying I'm speakerphone, that means Ella was around, right? So look, yo, I had to double down. I'm like, yo, women be exaggerated. I did not want to double down, man, but my pride, <laughs> my pride made me double down, man. And I felt so oh, bad. I'm man. like, yo, I have to stick the landing at this point. I said it. <laughs> I got to live it. You know what I mean? I'm like, yo, you know, women be exaggerating. You know what I mean? I really, so if I would have known, so look, that's like ladies, that's what I think, right? I do think y'all exaggerate at times, right? But it came out. When I said it to Damon on the phone, number one, it came out harsh, right? And number two, it came out like it's something me and Damon discuss. You know, I'm like, you know how women, like me and Damon don't ever have that conversation. So I want to make that clear. For Damon's sake, you know, that we've never had Thank that you, conversation Thank you, bro. about how women exaggerate. That was straight from me. I have friends that I have those conversations with, but not Damon. The second part about hey, it. Hey, world, all dumbo, all dumbo, world, all dumbo. The second part about it was even though I believe that in my heart, if I would have known Ella was listening, I would have worked on a better way to deliver that message. So I'm sorry that Ella, I know Ella yes. listened to the pod, so I'm sorry that Ella had to hear it with that amount of sauce on it or whatever. Like I would have done a little different, you know what I'm saying? But y'all be exaggerating, you know what I'm saying? So the whole back of her car, <laughs> long story short, <laughs> the whole back of her car wasn't fucked up. <laughs> so so it was like just a little, uh, not little though, it's a nice amount, but it's like a, a a piece on the side and it's going over to her, like where her gas uh, tank is. The car, the car, uh, the other car is total. The car that hit her car is total because another car hit that car as well or whatever like that. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, so I get to the scene, man, and it's funny too, right? So I'm pulling up on the scene, right? I was joking with Angelina about this earlier. I'm pulling up on the scene, bro. It's an accident, right? So it's cops out there, sirens galore. What Angeline do? She start waving at me like, 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 yo, I'm here. Like, yo, I know, I know where you at. Like, it's cops, it's ambulance. Like, not ambulance, it's cops, it's cars. Like, you're at the accident. Like, I know where you at. She start, you know, waving. I was joking. I know why she did it. You know, she did it so the cops and the people could see that. You know, she, her husband was, you know, coming and she had somebody coming. But it was just so funny to see her waving. Like, yo, I'm not about to miss. This accident, like, 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 here we are, you know what I mean? So, but, it, but she, so then we went to the ER, bro. So we go to the ER, right? Now, mind you, this is a Thursday night before a four day weekend, right? So we had a four day holiday. And it's just like, man, so I'm there for two hours and the whole time there, yeah. you know what I'm thinking? I'm like, yo, I need to tell my chain of command, you know what I mean? Now, mind you, I'm a DLCPO, this is my spouse. Yeah. And I know that, like, you know, we're going to be good to go, you know, and it's a four-day weekend. But it's something about me, man. I don't know if it's, like, the Navy side, the seller side. But I'm like, yo, my CMC needs to know about this. Like, 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 and, 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 my, and um, the person I work for, my direct, you know, the person that I directly report up to. So I, I text both of them. I'm like, hey, I'm in the ER. Just, you know, letting y'all know um, I'm in the ER with my wife and stuff. I don't know. But I felt, I mean, would you do the same thing? Would you, if, would you? To notify your chain of command. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, that was like, but yeah. you know, so and then yo, know, just yeah. just a just a quick little little am here. This is what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, especially because I don't want like later on like it to be a complication, and then I'm like, well, it's from when my wife got into an accident last month, and they like, yo, we never knew about it or whatever like that. So, um, that happened. The ER is crazy. Exactly. Yeah. So. We pretty much was in the ER from seven at night from about 1900 to zero four. So from seven at night to 4 a.m., bro. Yeah, man, that's crazy. Sick. ERs be killing you, boy. Bro, killing people, it. people was in there trying to fight the, you know, the the people that worked there. You had a couple drunk dudes. We had a helo come. We had two helo, you know, dr- uh, uh, medevacs. Uh, it was crazy. Like, well, you know, people get dropped off from medevacs. It was a drunk dude in there going off, man. He was going off, talk about shooting the place up and all this. They oh, want they wound up giving him some pain pills, man. The next time I saw him, he was curled up in a blanket somewhere, man. So it, it, <laughs> it was it was a lot. It was a whole lot going on, man. And we live in an area that's like a mix of you could get both like communities coming in there. So you could get like the one side, then you get like a lot of the like, you know, people that's coming in because they drunk, disorderly, you know, uh, that kind yeah. of that kind of thing, just with the like the melting pot of communities. But what's up with you, man? How you doing? Yeah, man, I'm doing pretty good, man. I, I've been so I had a, I actually, man, was doing so I was in every doing inspection on a ship, right? Damn. So I freaking um leave Everett early because my mission kind of ended early. Uh-huh. So I leave there and flew to Arizona because DJ was having his little, DJ was having a little camp up there, basketball camp in Arizona. So we went up there, spent like four days up there or whatever. He was doing his little thing and they are good game. They went three and one up there, man. So it was good. Right. But one on Saturday, man, I'm sitting down and bro, I just get, I just get out of this chair, man. Mm-hmm. And my back just locks up. 
right? I'm talking mm-hmm. about, man, like I'm having some spasms in my back or whatever. Like, dude, I couldn't hardly walk, man. I couldn't hardly walk at mm-hmm. all, right? So I toughed it out in Arizona flight. I think it was like, it happened Saturday. So we left there the next day or whatever on the flight. I'm talking, man, when I'm sitting, I'm walking on the flight, I'm walking through the airport, bro. I can't hardly freaking walk for real. It's bad. So get that Sunday. So Monday, I go into the ER. Of course, it's a long time too, though. I'm sitting up in the ER. But I finally get looked at, man. Um, and it's like the first time I had a little back issue. But normally something happens with my back. I tweak it. I, I don't, don't warm up or something. And then my back gets stiff or whatever. And hurts a little bit, but mm-hmm. not to this extent. So I go in the ER, do some images on it, and so I find I got like slip disc, like L four, L five, whatever. Yeah, slip disc, whatever. So that was on Monday. So the next day, they gave me all these medications and stuff. And then the next day, I go into my rec. I want to go see the PCM. They don't answer the phone. They don't do nothing. They like like yeah. nothing. So I just go in and show up. So when I show up. I was telling the guy up in the front desk, I said, this is what's going on. I'm just trying to make sure I can take this medication because I need it for, you know, blah, 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 all this stuff. And a uh, lady just comes out of the back and just pretty much tells me, we're going to see you next week. Mm. At the end of the day, that's what she pretty much said. We can't do nothing. Uh, we got your appointment set for next week. Yeah. So now I've been struggling the whole freaking time, man, with this back thing. I'm talking about, man, struggling. I even went to work because they didn't want to give me, um, let me be off because they want me to keep moving. Yeah. They don't want me to like be bed rest and sitting and chilling because, you know, it's a back thing. They want me to try to keep moving. But bro, I am in pain. So for the for the audience out there, if you guys see me standing straight up, my neck stiff, everything like that. That's why, man, I ain't leaning forward. I ain't doing anything. I'm just sitting here. So just so everybody know, man. So you like, you out here looking like Murphy, like after they shot him up. Remember uh, Bro, Murphy from move. RoboCop? Remember, remember, remember Murphy from oh, RoboCop? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> After they shot him up. <laughs> Murphy, uh, yeah, Murphy, yo, Murphy was sitting real stiff. Like, <laughs> all Murphy had was a head, the face, man. <laughs> that was it. That was it, man. That's me, right? That's all you guys going to see right here, man. That's oh, it. man. So you're in a chair, you you yeah. know, Professor X in it, you know. And it's, it's no real, uh, nothing you could pinpoint, huh? Yeah, so when I go back on that, they probably gonna give me some. No, I can't pinpoint. I think it's been there, bro. Yeah, That's probably why my back be locking up so much. It's probably just been there, but this for some reason, man, it took taking me out the game. But I'm probably gonna go back there. They gonna give me some physical therapy because, I mean, I'm sure surgery could happen, but you know how surgery on backs, man. That's, you start going. You, you could do anything else. You probably want to do it. Try to strengthen stuff up and chiropractors and all that type of stuff. Yeah, but this shit is painful though. Hey, I got a question for you, man. I got it. Well, well, let's first of all, let's wish you the best. Us and you know the listeners wish you the best. But I got a question for you, man. When was the last time that you told somebody this is going to be a one way conversation? So the last time I, I, I dude, I must. I don't. I haven't even done it as a, um, as in khakis, man. So you did it as a blue shirt? You told somebody that well, as a yeah. blue shirt? Yeah. When I was a DC1, man, I remember doing it. Um, the only reason why I did it, though, because that's not, not how I vibe, because normally when I'm talking, you know, <laughs> don't be, they not be interrupting me anyway. But yeah. I had this cat, man, you know, kind of, you know, hood or whatever. Yeah. And he came in there. He wanted to go like back and forth with me. And I was like, bro, <laughs> this is just me talking. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That when I get done, when I get done talking or whatever, that's it. This ain't going to be no, like, you come back and we making some type of, of freaking, you know, in the middle, meeting in the middle. No, we ain't meeting in the middle. Yeah. Right? So he tried to go back and forth, but I shut all that down. But that's the only time I did it, though, man, because for one, um, I, I never wanted to, like, take someone's voice from them. Mm-hmm. I like to listen to what they got to say because when I listen to what they have to say, I can shoot holes straight through that shit like this. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. I kind of like sometimes wants to hear what they got to say because a lot of times um, sailors argue about something because they don't know the full circle. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they only know their side and then you get a chance to shoot holes in it um, and then let them understand this is why we doing this stuff like this. So yeah. I like to hear what they got to say. But this guy just made me mad because, you know, I, you have some cats that that no one really told them to, 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 to sit down and shut the fuck up. Yeah. You know what I mean? No one never really said that to him. So I felt like I had to kind of like say that, just let him know, ain't nobody like, ain't nobody scared of you, dude. You know what I mean? He was that type of dude that yeah, everybody was just it. like, yeah. oh, I don't want to mess with him because he might, blah, blah, blah. Nah. You know, so. You think, you, man? you think that's over though? That era of one-way conversation is over? Like you can't say that to nobody no more, right? I ain't gonna say I ain't gonna say it's over, but it's over. <laughs> it's kind of you know what I mean. I know people gonna. I'm saying that because I know people gonna try yeah. to still do it, but I think it's over with though, man. I I really think it's over because, um, when you start having those type of conversation and that kid now in 2022 go back and tell somebody above you, then you finna get pulled in the office, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody want to hear all that shit, so. <laughs> You gotta be careful these days, man. I, I I've said it. I've be said it before. Um, to the division or something like you know something happened. We messed up. Um, I probably like yo. This about to be a one way conversation or whatever. Um, I'll never say it again. Yeah. I'll never say it again. It's not in something that yeah. I say. Um, it's the the this uh the generation of sellers we got coming in that that don't work for them. Uh, the generation of sellers like me that didn't really work for. Um, so that it just don't work, man. Um, and it's not, it's not a conversation if it's one way, you know what I mean? It's not even, that's not yeah. like that goes against whatever the definition of the, the conversation was. I, I, I knew what the intent, I know what the intent is or whatever, but like you said, at a certain point, you know, the expectation is at a certain point when I'm saying something, you know, you're going to be listening anyway, you know what I mean? And now I kind of do like a, I'm saying something, look, I kind of got this, I'm, I'm saying something, look, like, yo, you know, I do something like, cause a lot of times you do get it where like, like, a, like somebody start talking while you're, while you're talking. Oh man. You know what I mean? Like, poor. and it's like, yo, yeah. like, and I, and I get them like the, I'm saying something, especially when I like was listening to them. Like, and that happens a lot now. Like a lot of sellers, like I, I listen to you. I listen to you say everything you had to say. And then the moment, you know, I start talking again they start talking again and I got to be like, yo, you know, like a little head now, like, yo, I'm, I'm yeah. saying something, you know what I mean? Um, like, and yeah. it's like, I listen to you, you know? Hey, so yeah, if you're listening, we having some technical difficulties. Uh, if you're watching, we having technical difficulties. So that was an edit point, but we were talking about um, just one way conversations. And uh, if we ever said it, I think all of us are like guilty of, saying it at some point in time, um, I feel like we should, you know, if you still saying it, just kind of be cognizant of your audience and know that it's probably not working anymore. Um, but like I said, that, that, yeah, 
that that might be a good idea. Yeah, definitely not. That's what ticked off, you know, the seller. Like I said, I came back to work after being in Rhode Island, enjoying myself, having a great time. To have to that scenario, and then another scenario where the AC ain't working the office, man. You know what I'm saying? That's that's not the way you want to come back from somewhere where AC was great. You know that leadership hall AC man is is perfect. You know what I mean? Um, but the AC was not great. Um, in my office, it was let like, me, let me get, let me tell you something about this AC thing, bro. So I've been at this job for a little while now, man. And I think the AC is on different freaking times, man. Like we, we actually had to call the building management, man. They cut the AC on in the winter yeah, and, and don't do nothing in the summertime, man. That's so crazy, I don't know bro. what's going on, but we got people up in our office, man. We stay in freaking brown t-shirts and that thing, man. Yeah. Sending out this, man. It's like hot. They authorized yeah, PT like, gear, bro, in the office. They authorized PT ooh. gear. Ooh, I'm walking yeah, through. I'm walking through on Monday. I got sellers coming to quarters in PT gear, and I'm like, mm. "Yo, it was like, you know, I'm like, you know, I know nobody else said nothing, so I'm like, all right, like, let me ask somebody offline then, like, and I'm like, yo, is this cool? Like, what's going on? Like, y'all good with this? No, I think first I was like. Man, I got sellers coming with PT care. Like, what the fuck? Like, we going to shit? <laughs> like, you know, and then there's like, oh, no, nah, it was authorized. I'm like, Shh, okay, man, you know, that's different. You know what I mean? But um, yeah. it's just coming, you know, just coming back to all of that stuff, man. But, hey, we back to you guys, too. So I'm happy to be here. I uh, love and appreciate all of our listeners. We had a really, even though we only did one episode last month, we really did have a great month as far as listenership. But I really miss getting on and just kicking it with you guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. So, man, I'm going to go ahead and get, knock this, go ahead and get this, um, knock this um, hero out, man. Medal of Honor guy, man. So. Today, we're going to do Raymond Richard Buzzer Wright. He is going to mm. be our Medal of Honor hero of the day. So let me get right into it, man. So for conspicuous gallantry and trepidity at the risk of his life above and beyond the call of duty, while serving as rifleman with Company A, specialist Specialist Wright ex- distinguishes himself doing a combat patrol in an area where the enemy ambushed and occurred earlier. Specialist Wright unit suddenly came under intense automatic weapons and small arms fire from enemy bunker systems protected by numerous snipers in nearby trees. Despite the heavy enemy fire, Specialist Wright and another soldier leaped to the top, the type, top of the dike to assault the position. Armed with rifle and several grenades, he, as his comrade, exposed themselves to intense fire from bunkers as they charged the nearest one. Specialist Wright raced to the bunker, threw in a grenade, killing its occupant. The two soldiers then ran through a hell of hell of fire to a second bunker. While his comrade covered him with his machine gun, Specialist Wright charged the bunker and succeeded in killing the occupant with grenade. A third bunker containing the automatic rifleman who had pinned down much of the friendly platoon while his comrades again covered him with machine guns. Specialist Wright charged in and killed the enemy rifleman with a grenade. The soldiers worked their way through the remaining bunkers, knocking out four of them. Throughout their furious assault, Specialist Wright and his comrade 
had been almost continuous exposed to intense sniper fire from tree lines as a near as the enemy desperately sought to stop their attack. Overcoming stubborn resistance from the bunker system, the men advanced into tree line, forcing the snipers to retreat, giving immediate chase and driving the enemy away from the friendly unit to that it advanced across the open area without further casualty. When his ammunition was exhausted, Spencer's right returned to his unit to assist in the evacuation of the wounded. The two men, two man assault had driven an enemy platoon from a well-prepared position, accounted for numerous enemy casualties and averted further friendly casualties. Spencer's right, extraordinary heroism, courage, and indomitable fighting spirit saved the lives of many of his comrades and inflicted serious damage on the enemy. His acts were in keeping with the highest tradition of military service and reflects great credit upon himself and the U.S. Army. Mm. Man, that mm. was crazy. I noticed a trend with the heroes that you talk about. Yeah, man. I I talk. I, I find them heroes that that's man that. Whew, we talking about man, like, and I and and I know it's a trend. You're right. I, I like talking about 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 guys like this man that put their life, you know, on the line like this man. But I, I tell you this man, this guy here, we're talking about with grenades, four or five bunkers, man, cover fire. You running through snipers and everything, man. If that's not like putting your life on the line, what the hell is? You know what yeah. I mean? That is crazy, man. Yeah, hey, I noticed that why, trend with your heroes, it. man. Like your heroes, they like superheroes, like like Rambo esque heroes, man. And these, I mean, these again, like we always say, these real people, you know, these real people that had to make tough decisions at like really tough times, you know. And that was a big conversation at SEA too, was just about are people able to make those hard you know, decisions when it's time do like is the new generation is the old generation, whoever. Um, my question for you is what's the hardest decision that you feel like you ever had to make as a leader? The hardest decision that, that I probably had to make as a leader, man, um, came with, with what I had, um, on one of, on one of the ships I, I was at, man. And, um, and, we had like two sailors, like, like they was like together or whatever the case may be. But one of them was like, one of them was senior and one of them was junior. Right. What do you mean by together? And, like like huh? in a relationship? In a relationship. Okay. Yeah. So I had, I, I was in a leadership position and I had to like, I had to bring this up, mm-hmm. but I knew both of them. Right. But and I'm I, and I, I'm not going to sit here and lie on this podcast, guys. Not what I'm going to do. Right. I could have left it alone. Right. Uh-huh. I could have left it alone. But there, uh, one of the biggest reasons why I didn't leave it alone, because, man, people were so bold, man. Like it got brought like, like, you know, how you see things, you think it, you're like, man, this could be happening. That's kind of why I was at. Uh-huh. I was one of these things where it could be happening. Right. But I wasn't sure. And I wasn't going through searching through the weeds either, though. I could have been, but I wasn't. So I threw it. It's possible, but I wasn't saying nothing. Right. Yeah. So. Dude, three or four sailors 
<laughs> knocked on my door, man. Came on in. And all of them was saying this and this and this and this and this. So I ain't had no choice then. I had to make a move, man. Yeah. And it was a hard decision because these are like one, the senior guy was damn near my freaking, my guy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like my, my hand, you know what I'm saying? It helps me a lot. But, but that's something that you can't, you can you couldn't fight, you couldn't dodge. You had to freaking do what you had to do at that time, though. And I felt like I, it was a tough decision. Regardless, I know I had to make it. But it was still tough. So you knew you know it I mean? was happening, but you was like lying to well, you no kind of figured well, it was happening, but you was like I telling assume, yourself yes. that yes. it was an assumption yes. and you don't even want to believe yes. the assumption until yeah. till you have proof. Yeah. But like yeah. kind of like behind, you know, you kind of knew, but you don't even want to make the assumption. I kind of like, I kind of knew though. You yeah. know what I mean? But I just didn't go, you know, physically go talk to him or, like, ask or do proof. all this stuff. But he was like, yeah. I need proof. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's how about you? Oh, me, I uh I had to uh <sighs> I had to suggest that a seller be like just wasn't like fit to be a seller, like, you know, wasn't adapting to military standards. Um, that was my hardest one. Uh and uh it's crazy because I was in the division before, uh, when I was a second class and we had a seller who same thing happened. You know, this seller, it was a little different. Like he didn't know like how many, he didn't know it was 365 days in a year. I think he thought it was like 372 days. Um, he got caught like, like when we did a 3M, 3M inspection, like he did a spot check and something weird happened where it was like the weirdest thing. Like he didn't even gun deck, like, but like somehow the spot check, like, somehow it looked like he ain't know what he was talking about. He was trained up on this a million times. It was just a lot of things. It was, it was way more than this. It was a lot of things uh, happening. Um, some stuff I don't think was good on the part of some of the chain of command. Um, but uh, he had to, you know, my my chief uh, made an ultimate decision to like, you know, say he wasn't adapting to like military standards and lifestyle. So he, he wound up, you know, getting out. And it seemed like he really, like, he really had like, you know, like other like things going on. So, um, even when this was happening, I actually hit, hit him up who, who, you know, he's retired. My old, my old chief who he made senior chief and stuff, but he had retired by this time. But I, I think I hit him up and I'm like, Hey, like, what did you like? How hard of a decision was this for you? What did you do? How did you go about it? You know? And, um, and in the case of, you know, the decision, it was like, man, with the seller, man, we, we had a million conversations, you know what I'm saying? And, um, I know, I think, you know, um, you know what I'm talking about. So, but man, we had a million heart to hearts, man. I really liked it. Like, liked him. He's a cool young, you know, young guy, uh, cool young guy, sharp, you know, as far as, uh, mentally and his interests. I just don't think the military was, uh, something that he prioritize like at, at the end of the day, as much as he probably just wanted to do it because he wanted to, I don't think it was something he would ever take serious. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so we, you know, we would catch him sleeping everywhere and, you know, just, but it was like a whole bunch of like, yo, I got you. I'm going to take care of you. We got you. This, 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 like some stuff we probably should have been, uh, did. And some of that was on chain of command. Cause at one point we did route up something for, uh, NJP and, you know, chain of command kind of hosted it for a little bit. Well, you know, and we always do the, well, what can we do better? How are we failing the seller? And it's like, you know, 
This is like, we done had a million heart to hearts, man. And again, like I said, I like personally, um, really cool young guy, you know, like a really cool, one of my favorite, you know, uh, sellers on a ship, man, just always, always got something cool to talk about. We had the same, of course, music interests. I used to mess with them and stuff about music, but ultimately I had to say like, Hey, um, I don't think this cell is adjusting the military lifestyle. You know, we doing everything, you know, we getting people to go around and wake them up. It was a whole lot. Um, and then on top of this, it, 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 like, I think he challenged it, um, which I thought was cool. I think at some point he talked to the CEO and he told the CEO, Hey, give me one more chance. Right. And this was probably like chance number Four, because I think at first we did a departmental DRB, then he did actual DRB, and then he did NJP. Um, and I think this was like chance number four, and the CO overturned. From what I know, I think I was off the ship at the time, but I think the CO overturned the whole uh, asset, like because he was get, you know going to get separated. I think CO overturned it, and I think he got in trouble again. He did something else or something like that. And he wound up still, you know, being separated, but great, you know, again, like great, man, really cool, really cool yeah. young man. And I, I hope he's doing great, you know, outside of this, but this isn't like some of the things you have to conform to is really not for everybody. Like, it's just not for everybody, yeah. you know? It's and facts, he, man. Yeah. And, and he was last thing before, you, you know, start talking, but, and he was one of those guys that when he, had work though, man. Like, and that's the part that kind of like really like hurt. Cause when he had work, he was good. Like when he was active, he was good. You know what I mean? Like, and he was active a lot, like when, you know, but and then he also equally was like, you had like different hiding spots and just, it was just a whole bunch of things that was just hard, like for everybody. Like it was almost like a full divisional like task, like, you know, from the first class to, um, me to even the second, you know, and then when we started getting more junior sellers, it's like, man, like we don't want these things to rub off on these guys or them to think that you could just go and be sleeping somewhere or camping out, like literally like camped out, you know, you know, certain places. But that was my hardest decision ever as a, as a, as a leader was being like, yo, cause you know, it's a lot to go with that. It's like, man, this person is like getting money from this, you know, it's stuff like this, but I just don't think it was uh, the best thing for him. So I hope he's doing, you know, great wherever he is yeah. now. Most definitely, man. Like, and you know, we always, we always be thinking about stuff like that because we know no one comes in the military to fail. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Nobody comes, like, they don't wake up and say, oh, let me join the military and fail. I mean, that shit don't happen. Um, but, you know, like you said, man, you have to adapt to, to different things, man. Your background, sometimes it's hard to adapt, you know what I mean, to yeah. certain things, man. Like, I remember having a sailor, man, like, and I didn't even know it was this deep, though. Um, and um, he got to the ship, and I guess he'd been, he been promised for the last nine months that he was going to be a Navy uh, he was going to get in, in, the, in the buzz and that's go the to the worst. program and all this stuff. Time yeah, he gets to the, the worst, ship man. and then end up, he gets to the ship and I had to tell him, man, you're going to be on board the ship probably like two years, man. Yeah. Like no doubt you're going to be on here probably like two years before you can even be eligible for any of that stuff, man. So yeah. I think you need to put your head down, get your quarrels, do your thing, blah, 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 all this stuff. Right, bro. We pulled into a port, man. This, this kid, um, it's gone. Mm-hmm. 
bro. He went to the, he went to medical, and we ain't see him no more. Yeah, you know what I mean. But at the end of the day, and I and I remember thinking back on it after after he went to medical, and he, I think he ended up getting you know uh, uh, the adapt thing too. He could not adapt or whatever. I think they ended yeah. up happening for him. Um, but I thought back on that man. I was like, man, like this this dude had a family. Had conversations, man. His whole family is like a family of Navy SEALs. Yeah. You know what I mean? His whole family, that's the only thing he came in the Navy to do was be a Navy SEAL. And um, and when he when he found out the if he 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 talked to me, felt like he was tricked. Yeah. You know what I mean? To come to a ship. Cause he had already waited nine months and wasn't nothing available. So then they just told him, Well, just go in now. And then once you get to your command, then you can request the blah blah blah. And he said that's what he was told. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's the worst when the sellers come with the but does a lot of the ones who was the buzz drops or whatever, and they yeah. like you know that's a lot. Like some of them do go back, you know, but the ones who who like never make it back, it's a lot trying to like helping them like mentally transition into like yo, you gonna be a electrician now, you know, are you gonna be a DC man now or something like that. And some of them stay in, um, some of them, you know, suck it up and stay in. And then some of them, um, get out, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's crazy. I'm just thinking, this made me think like we used to do birthing wars, you know, back on the ship. Right. Um, you know, I think like legally, like, I don't think nobody could get in trouble for that now. Right. But they used to do birth. <laughs> they used to do birthing wars back on the ship. And we had this dude that was like a buzz drop, man. And so like, you thought like, you know, you thought he was going to be able to handle himself down there, man. He would. <laughs> He went down to the birth. It's like engineering against combat systems, man. He he went down to the birthing, bro. And so he was a rate. I think he was like a weapons rate. And I think they slept in our birthing. So he was with us, right? So we went down to the birthing. He embarrassed us, man. He got choked out, man. Like, as soon as he... Yo, he got choked out and put to sleep, man. Like, as soon as we went oh, down to the... man. He was a buzz drop, you know? He like, yo, we got a buzz drop here. We got, like, you know, this dude got choked out, man. It was passed out. Like, so then, like, they had, you know, you had to come get him later. Like, none of this stuff is supposed to happen, you know? I know, like, some of my <laughs> old CMCs be listening to the pod, man. Like, but none of this stuff is supposed to be happening, right? But, you know, we have birthing wars. And, um... My man, like, you know, he got choked out, bro. Like, he was done. Like, you know, I go down, I look over. I try, I'm trying hard not to say his name, but I looked over. I saw him in the headlock, bro. And the next thing I know, he was, like, on the deck, man. But that's how serious the burning wars, you know, used to yeah, be. I, I don't know if you ever went through them because, I, yeah. I, you know. Oh, yeah. For real? Burden was real, man. <laughs> I mean, we 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 held it down, boy. You had you had to hold it down, man. Cause them boys come in, them boys, like man, it's like it's like a planned attack, bro. It's yeah. yeah, it's mapped it's like, out and planned, and they kind of like know who do you, who we kind of knew or they knew who they was attacking, who they was going after, yeah, all bro. that stuff, dude. It's yeah, like beef, bad. bro. And you know me, I'm an EM. So it's like, you know, they might have a light out, a rack light, you know, something going on in the head, the dryer. We used to do dryer PMS back, <laughs> but, you know, when a lot of ships had the hand dryers. Yeah. So it's like, man, I got to go down to combat. You know what I mean? Like, like you know, and I go, I like me, I was maneuvering around because for me, it was like, all right, we're going to play sometime, but sometime we not playing. Like, it's a time to play and it's, you know, it's a time that... We, I can't be like, I'm an EM. Like, like I can't, like some people, they had to succumb to like, it's on site whenever you see me kind of, you know, thing. with me, yeah. 
it was a little different because people knew like, yo, like, yo, don't mess with them right now, you know, but, you know, it'd be like, yeah. yo, the next time you come down here, you know, it's like, it's oh, cool. Like, I had like immunity a little bit every now and then just because of, you know, my rate, but yo, it could get crazy. People catch you out in the P-Way, like trash you real quick. I remember a couple dudes came down to like either CCS, like, yo, come here real quick. Yo, they just got me in such and such P-Way or something. Yo, it was, it, it, yo, it was crazy. Like people used to take birthing wars serious, yeah. man. It was crazy, yeah. bro. I remember, I remember, man, we had to have a talk, man, with our Berlin guys. And then we kind of had a, we had a smaller ship, man. So we kind of had to, uh, we had to talk about uh, um, body uh, below the, below the neck type stuff, man. Yeah. You know, man, people running around the ships with busted lips. Oh, they just hitting each other in the face? <laughs> yeah, bro, it was like going down, man. We had to have a talk like this. Yeah. <laughs> Below the ways, yeah, man. People start getting involved, man. It's crazy. Yeah, that's sick. I don't know nothing. I don't know anything about if Burden War is still happening on ships. I know, you know, being a first class, like when I was at LCS and stuff, nothing like that was going on. And I mean, they got yeah. like, like they had like little state rooms. We on the one variant, we did have burdens, but on the two variant, we had like little state state rooms, but nothing like that was. I don't think that is kind of like room for that in the Navy right now. It's like burden wars, but it was like back then it was like. I don't know, man. It was fun. I mean, it, it was fun, man. Like, you know, it, oh, like, yeah. you know, like, but you people going to medical for things and stuff like that. It's like, yo, what y'all, you know, what happened? You know, I was taking some stuff down the ladder. Well, I kind of slipped, you know, it's like, yeah, you, you hit your eye. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I hit my eye. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, it was cool. <laughs> hey, um, I'm not going to say too many names. Um, oh, I do want to shout out HM, HM2 Carrie, uh, Malcolm Carrie, who, is recovering from a motorcycle accident. Um, uh, they post on Facebook a lot of the stuff. I tr- I don't really um, do too much commenting and stuff on Facebook. You know, I, I, I kind of really take those things like I'm on my own personal side, like personally. Um, for me, I don't do a lot with social media when it comes to things like that, but I have been praying. Like he has been in my prayers um, so he's recovering. And then I also want to give a shout out to the family of, he was a GSM when I, when I was friends with him, um, OP, I'm gonna just say OP. I'm gonna leave his name out, you know, just in case, but, uh, he passed away, uh, from cancer, uh, very recently, mm-hmm. a friend of mine from, from, you know, from the Navy and it hit hard. Another friend of mine, a civilian, um, also, um, passed away. The family is looking into seeing if it was a murder. Um, I think the mm. cops and people ruled it as a suicide, but I, the family is challenging, you know, that, you know, it made a couple media outlets and stuff like that. Again, not going to get too much into it, but I do pray that the family gets the the answers that, you know, that they looking for or whatever like that. So, yo, do CMCs get paid enough? No. I, I mean, I feel like it's nobody on board the ship enlisted um, should get a bit, get a to get any type of incentive more than a CMC. That's just my opinion, man. Like, so you said, like, like top C- snipes incentive is top. I, I want to say maybe top snipe, maybe more than the um the CMCs. Should a CMC be the third highest paid person on the ship? I think so, bro. 
He's supposed to be what third in the triad. Why not? You know why not? Because I mean, his department um, is getting paid more than CMCs, right? Yeah, most definitely. And I mean, yeah, and I we talk about, of course, like DD, like a DDG on a carrier, you know, on a CMC. Not yeah. on, you know, you got a bunch of full birds, you know, captains yeah, and stuff on running around there. Yeah. But maybe, maybe it's something that can be put in place, man. Like if you, but think about what you got to go through to be a CMC on a carrier, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You got to be interviewed. You got to be all this stuff. So I feel like if you get that job, you know what I mean? You should your pay should be jumped, bumped up. You should have incentives for where you a CMC at. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, but I don't most definitely think they should be paid more. I don't know. And I'm I'm talking because I don't know exactly how much, but I heard it wasn't a whole lot. Yeah. So, yeah. I heard um, the same thing. But with that being said, man, I most definitely think they should get paid more. And I'm, and I mean, I'm standing in right now as a SEL man. And I'm like, man, the stuff you have to deal with, I'm telling you, I most definitely think they should be, you know, um, getting paid more. Yeah. Speaking on pay, my senior chief pay finally kicked in, man. Ooh, balling. It's $153 on that paycheck, man. I was so upset and disappointed, man. You know what I'm saying? $153. Yeah, that, that wasn't a lot, man. Extra, like more on the paycheck. So that's like three something a month. Like 306. That ain't much, bro. That wasn't Is a it lot. Because, man. Of, because of your time in, maybe? I don't know. That wasn't a lot, man. That's all I know is it wasn't a lot. Somebody told me that Master Chief pay bump is crazy. But I've been waiting for over a year, I feel like, for the senior chief pay, man. Damn near a year, man, just to see. And, and maybe it's because of the gas, the way the gas price is set up right now or something. Maybe maybe it's because, like, we, we you know, we had a, like, recession or, like, like coming into a recession or whatever we going through right now. That that 153 ain't feel right, man. Like, like I felt like I needed more, man. I looked at the check and I'm like, oh, man, they got E8 on here. Let's look at this yeah. money. It was 153 extra dollars, mm. man. That wasn't nothing. That's yeah. about to go to like Adobe Acrobat or something, man. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> yeah, like no, right? Yo, that really wasn't nothing, bro. That really wasn't nothing. I just wanted to vent and get that one off, man. You know, I'm hoping that. Yeah, man, that wasn't, that wasn't, most definitely wasn't too much, man. Nah, uh, yo, it wasn't nothing, man. man. What's up, man? Jeez. Like, I got another question for you, man. A high year tenure. Right. So we just all over the place yeah. this episode. We got a couple of things we kind of want to get into, but a uh, high year tenure, man. Like, uh, do you, what's your thoughts on that? You think that that should be a thing? I was thinking about that a lot when I was in um, SCA about high year tenure. Do you think that should be a thing? Like, oh, f- first yes. of all, first of all, can you kind of, can we break it down in layman's terms for like a civilian, somebody that's listening that don't know what high year tenure is? So I use myself as an example for higher tenure, right? So higher tenure meaning that I could do a certain amount of time as an E8, which is a senior chief. And my higher tenure time is 26 years. So if I want to do over 26 years, I have to put a higher tenure waiver in to do over that that time frame. Um, so higher tenure is for chiefs. I think chiefs is 24 years. Senior chief 26. I think my chiefs is 30. Um, so it's a time limit that you could do, and then it depends on you a force master chief or fleet master chief, you could do longer than that. But um, I know a new message came out, I'm sure you're gonna talk about in a few minutes. But um, the message that we ain't it, trying to kick nobody, we ain't trying to let nobody leave early message because yeah, we'll yeah, have nobody because exactly, we made people leave because of COVID, yeah, yeah, that message, yeah, that message, yeah. Um, 
But it used to be that you had to go out. The only way you can do a higher tenure waiver to do longer is you had to go to seat. Mm-hmm. It had to be at seat duty regardless. So now I think when this new message came out, I think it's it's I want to say it says C and short. So you saying you but agree? Now, you saying you agree with higher team? I agree with higher team because if you don't um, have some type of higher tenure in place, I feel like it'll be even more hard. It'll be harder to promote if you didn't have higher tenure in place. And I'm saying that because right now, for example, say a 60 DC man going up for Master Chief DC, they only make one. So every year after that, those numbers are going to keep growing. And now you got senior chiefs in 30 years. You know what I mean? Now you got all these guys in the time you go, I think after a while, man, you're going to have two to 300 people, 200, 300 senior chiefs that's up for it. And you're only going to make one. Well, that's you from, I mean? so I think I'm listening. The number's you. gonna keep growing. Put it like that. It's gonna keep growing for eligibility it's, yeah. for the next rank. It's gonna be that whole rank creep thing that happened some years ago. But that's um, you thinking about it. I mean, that's a way. That, that's a valid way to think about it, though. You thinking about it as far as yeah. um, the next person in line, and you thinking about it as far as the way the navy set up, like the way our promotion yes. system yes. is set up. Um, all yes. right, but if I let's take that out of the thought process, and I know okay. it's hard to because it's a part of the thought process. But like, if I'm if I'm at a warehouse, right? So so my thought is that I'm in and out about it because basically what you said is true, right? But that's because the way the navy promotional system is set up. Yeah. Um, so I could agree there, but I, I look at like, for instance, like a like if you work a civilian job, you got uh like a grunt, for instance, you got like um an apprentice an apprentice, a journeyman, a foreman, you know, stuff like that. It's some journey, it's some journeyman or some apprentice that like, not really apprentice, but some journeyman and foreman, that's all they ever want to be. Like they don't want to like do nothing else. Or you might go to that job, you know, where you get the forklift driver and that's all he want to do is drive the forklift. You all just, you know, I, I drive the forklift. I've been driving the same forklift for 20 years, you know, he the best with it. He backing out, he could pull off to the side, put stuff on it. Like he got the forklift down. Like who's to say that we don't need that forklift driver. Like who's to say we just don't need that guy um, or, or that woman. So I just think about it when I think about um, the Navy. And I think more about the junior, like the junior uh, ranks. I know you talked a lot about like the, senior enlisted ranks, but I think more about like yeah. the E5, E6, like, cause you can't be a second class forever or you can't be a first yeah, yeah. class like forever. But like, who's to say somebody just like wants, like doesn't just want to be that. Like, you know, I just want to be a works in a suit. You know what I mean? I want to be the best works in a suit that I could be. But at some point you kind of like, you have to, and I think that's good and positive of, of the Navy for like upward mobi- mobility. You have to promote. But I also think like, man, like we need people in every single slot. So I don't know. Maybe I'm talking crazy. Somebody going to be like, yo, Domo talking crazy. I but- mean, yeah, I tell you, you know, uh, speaking of that, man, like I have my neighbor, man, Filipino guy, man. He's an older guy. And he freaking, uh, I think he said he's a, he retired, man. He had E3, E4, man. 
Yeah, yeah, that's back. Retired. Yeah, yeah, they was retiring back in the day, man. So, but they knew shit. They could run circles around. They was running circles around. They could probably run circles around some of us today. And I'm talking about us, like Chiefs, Senior Chiefs. Them dudes probably could run circles around us. Them, them, them men and women. And they was cook. He was a cook. You know, back in the day, cooks didn't promote anyway. Yeah, you know, back in those time frames. So, yeah, man. Uh, They was in them tech manuals, them NSTMs. They was like had to though. Even when I came in, man, I had to because of I had to do what they call the pars and all that stuff because I was undesignated. So even for me to go to a rate, yeah, I had to go feel like do this whole book, you know what I mean, and and show people and blah blah blah. Like right now, man, you shit. Right now, if you undesignated, man, you got a better path than a rated guy. You think that's so? Another subject. That's another story. <laughs> oh, that's another story. That's another story. But it's true though. It's true, man. Yeah. You know, you go on shit for two years, you get a rate, then you up for second class, and then on top of that, you re because you don't pack sales don't do it two, three years. So on top of that, now you up for re-enlist, man, you can get a bonus. Mm. You can get all that stuff within, you know, two, two, three years. Yeah. When you got a, a when you got some, you know, rated sailors, they don't have it that easy, man. Yeah. Some of them. So you don't believe that somebody should be able to retire as a second class? That's hard for me, bro. I mean, that, that's it's how hard. you're tenure. Not, that's how you're tenure. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's what that what gets me. The higher tenure thing gets me. But you right. I think you should be able to retire as a second class. One of my best friends, one of my good friends, man, retired as a second class before they changed it. Um, I have no problems with somebody retiring as a second class because yeah. I'm telling you right now, you know more as I know about this shit, man. Second class is that rate, man. You know what I mean? They that rate on the ship. Yeah. You know what I mean? Works in a suit. They 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 that they that they that that person, man. You go to you know yeah. what I mean? Because they because they are the ones that's in a tech manual all the time. Not to say tech manual. They in the the PMS course all the time. They are in the the work center all the time. And they know sometimes when when you become a chief or something, you're not on the deck place in those in those P, um, PMS cars like the works in a suit. A lot of times, you know what I mean, so a lot of times chiefs yeah. are not yeah, yeah, yeah. in the mix like works in the suits are. So you could find a works in a suit that would technically be able to kind of uh, work his hands or her hands uh, through something better than the chief. The chief might be a little rusty with, you know, the actual activity. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes exactly. things change to the point that the chief might like retrofitting things, for instance, like a chief might be assigned. I mean, now you might get a chief that's like, yo, I, I, I want to do a couple of these so I could know how to do it so I could train you know, my people. A lot of time that happened when new things get introduced, you might get like somebody come show us how to do it. You want the chief there, you want, but sometimes the chief can't be there. So you send like your first class, your second, somebody to be able to teach the rest of the division how to do something or whatever. So you do know how to do it, but I'm sure some things out there that like chiefs just ain't really put their hands in yet. You know yeah. what I mean? It's crazy. And I, and I tell you, man, when I was working in a soup, I remember, I remember like still like telling my works in the soups, I used to like quote these freaking MIPS and quote all this stuff. And I used to tell them all the time, I'm not quoting that stuff no more. Now you want to give me a technical question about a piece of equipment? I probably can tell you, but I'm not, I probably can't tell you like note two no more. You know what I mean? Like warning signs on there yeah. and all this type of stuff. I probably can't tell you that no more. But when I was at works in a soup, just like my works in a soups, I mean, they can do that stuff because they in it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man, I'm going to just get into it, man. I'm going to get into this whole do better segment real quick. Um, <laughs> do better, man. And, and it's just like this, man. It's like this. Base gyms 
that close by 1800. You know what I mean? And maybe I'm being super specific, you know, but I, I like, again, for the last time I was in Rhode Island for three weeks, they had a base gym. First of all, that gym is amazing. It was amazing. beautiful. It was fun. Um, everybody that went to the gym were beautiful. Um, and then they worked out, you know what I mean? And I worked out every day in that gym, right? So if you listening and you don't know this, I've worked out every day for the month of June, right? Uh, starting like the last week and a half of May, I worked, that was my goal was to work out every day in June. So I, I got like 86 workouts done in June. Um, but, um, the gym was just great, man. I get back to my base. I work until about five. I'm thinking a base gym closed at like 1900. I work until like 17. 1720, 1710, I get to the gym and it's like, yeah, this gym closes at 18. And they look like they already halfway out the door. And I'm like, yo, oh, yeah, why oh, yeah. would like why would a military base gym, like military members, like why would our base gyms close at 1800? Like, like why? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like some of us getting off work around that time. You know, so you open during our working hours. Like, like, I, I, so what up? I'm gonna say, I I think our segment today is also gonna be like, I think Rhode Island need to do better with this, you know what I mean? I don't think all of them like that, right? All the gyms on base don't close at no eight. No, Rhode Island didn't close at 1800, like, Rhode Island was good, like, they had Gatorades, Power Raids, they had oh, they didn't close at 18. No, but the gym when I got back to work closed at oh, eighteen. Like, so where you at right now? Eighteen hundred. Yeah, they need to do better. Yeah, eighteen hundred, bro. Like, what are you expecting? Who like, work, who work in the gym? Is it is it civilians? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know people be listening, man. I, like, I know people that's on my oh. like like station with me that who be working at yo. It be these civilians, bro. Like, it's the civilian man. It be these civilians. Like, some of them, like. Nothing against civilians at all, but it's like one, like one of them just be sitting down, like at the gym, like a different, like by a different, like workout equipment, like with a ch- in, in the chair, bro. And uh, the funniest <laughs> thing about this one person is, I went to Planet Fitness one time around my way, and the same person that was sitting down at a gym on base was at Planet Fitness sitting down, sitting down. like doing the same shit. So I'm like, yo, is this your workout? But um. So it's civilians who work in the gym. And that's what I'm wondering. Like, is this, could this be like a collateral duty for sellers? Like, I don't know how the M- MWR thing with to the be. funding works. It used to be. It used to be. a um, uh, You can go in and hand out basketballs and work in the gym and all that stuff. Well, that's a, was that a job, anymore. though? Was that like a, a like Yeah, actual... they, 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 that was billeted. Yeah. Do that. So I'm thinking more like a, I mean, maybe we should do that, but I know we, we need people out at sea or whatever, but it's like, yo, this gym closes at 1800. Like, uh, like, like I would volunteer, like I would volunteer two more hours. Like, yo, let me come in here for two. It ain't like y'all selling power rate. Y'all don't have nothing in there for sale to drink. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, like I could come in here real quick and look at people IDs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I can, MWR I can do could be it. making a killing over there. MWR could make a killing in there. Yeah, shit. Bring I, a couple machines in there, man. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if it's because it's not a high traffic gym. I I really don't know. I just know that like I feel like they need to do better. Somebody could explain to me what's going on, why it's like that, but I just don't think that a gym on a naval base that people live on actually people live on this base 
um, should should close at eighteen hundred, bro. Like, I don't even think that's, that's like, in my opinion, I don't even think that's sending the right message when it comes to fitness in the military and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like, none of our gyms should close on no 1800. Like, I, I, I don't understand it. I remember one time I got there, another thing, Rhode Island, man, a gym, bro. Like, you get, if you get there at 450, they gonna let you in. You know, you in there, like, it's 450. You know, that extra 10 minutes on your workout, it means a lot. And I know the people that work out, like, a whole lot know what that extra 10 minutes mean. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm one of them now. I'm one of them again. You know, I've been back at the gym for a guy. month, so I'm a, 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 a <laughs> meathead again. Much but, um, but um, they open up. Yeah, they let you in. I, I went to my gym before. And, you know, I'm used to going to old gym in, um, in, in San Diego that they'll let you in early, too. But, man, I go yeah. to this gym on my base one day. It's two minutes. It's like 4.58, man. They open at 5. And they like, yeah, you got to stay out there. Like, I had to wait for two minutes. <laughs> yeah, bro, I had to wait for two minutes. Like, y'all ain't going to let me go to the locker room and put my stuff up. I think they got a little better with that. But, yo, as far as the time we close, do better. Or, like, let me know hey, what's up. Hey, you know, you, you know what, man? This, this kind of goes right into my thing, man, that can maybe help you out, too. And that's that Deox survey, man. Like maybe you got you, maybe you got to put some on that little report, man, and say, hey, man, what's up with these gyms closing at eighteen hundred, man? What's up so with the Deox survey, can, man? Because I know you got beef. So with my it. issue, so my issue with the Deox survey, man, is this: uh, it ain't no do better thing or nothing like that. I just, yeah, I yeah, just yeah. want to talk about it real quick because we had a debrief, um, and. And I'm going to tell you, I'm saying this because I see so many people complaining about stuff, right, all the time. So I'm like, oh, man. So I, I'm talking about, and I'm at a senior command. So yeah. I'm like, man, you get up in this debrief and it's going to go down. They're going to put it on the survey. Right They're going to put it on the oh, survey. Oh, yeah, it's all on the yeah. survey. Man, we get in that thing, man. That survey wasn't talking about nothing, man. Yeah. Like nothing. So my thing is not necessarily love the survey, love all this stuff, but if you complain about something and you don't put it on that survey, stop. Stop complaining about it. Stop talking about it because it's not going to change. That's that that DOC survey could make changes, man. That's one of the that's one of the things in the military. Let me tell you, that could work. If you put it on there and everybody feel like it's something that will help the command or help whatever, it'll make some change. But if you if you're just a complainer and don't want to put it on there, don't talk about it. Yeah. That's my thing, man. And I'm, I'm bringing it up, man, because we had a debrief and went shit. For real? It yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't hard nothing, man. It wasn't too much. Hey, so the craziest thing about that, what you just said, was I know that there's some sellers out there that just don't believe in a survey, right? So it's like a, it's just like an insane cycle of bullshit, right? That's what I think it is, like a, a constant cycle of BS where it's like, hey, I don't believe in a survey because nothing ever comes out of the survey. So I'm not going to take the survey. Uh, so it's like, you're not going to put nothing in the survey. And so the next year the survey happens and y'all talking about taco Tuesdays or whatever. And like nothing comes out of the survey again because nothing went into the survey. And like a lot of the sellers don't even understand like that survey don't stop at your commanding officer. Like that survey got to go up to your commanding officer's boss, like it was the, the, if it's the Desron or whoever it is, that survey got to go up to, to your commanding officer's boss. The POAM is made based off of like trends from the survey. 
but it's like mm. trends from the survey, right? So meaning more than one. Yeah, yeah. Like one thing could come and really stick out and be worth like dug, like dug into, but it gotta be trends. Yeah. Another thing is like for the most part, things can't be like punitive strictly based off of a finding in a survey. Like it's things you gotta do in order to take, you know, certain actions and stuff like that. But like you said, sellers they wanna complain and they have great ideas but they don't put it in a survey. So the CEO don't get to see it. The CEO's boss. And the thing is they see it. Like it's no filter. Like the CEO can see it. The CEO's uh, boss can see it. It's no filter there. It's whatever you want to say, however you want to say it. But it's like when nothing goes, yeah. And then it's anonymous, but it's like when nothing goes in that survey and then nothing comes out of the survey because nothing went into the survey, it just like kind of like reinforces somebody's idea that the survey is worthless, but it's like, yeah, it's worthless because we didn't add any value to it, you know? And that like, that's like my experience, uh, personally with, you know, the survey, even like as an uh, ex semio uh, a semio before, like, it's like, man, nobody's really putting much into the survey. So your whole CR, then the CRT is like your peers, like outside of the, you know, people in positions, the CRT is like your peers. And even the CRT, like, yo, it's not a lot in here to, to pull yeah. from, you know, they, putting their heads together, trying to come up with questions that like are like representative of things that they hear people say, command trends. In certain ways, you got to word the question because you want the most out of the answers. You know what I mean? But even there, like you just don't get a lot. Man, that's like near and dear to my heart, bro. You know, I didn't even know know. that you was going to bring that up, but that's like near and dear to my heart because it's like, I don't care. You know, even if you got to say something and it's about me, or uh, whoever it is, the semio, whoever it is, put it in that survey, man. Like, don't stop at me. Don't stop. Like, put it in that survey. Let it get up to the CEO and all of that. So something could actually be done about it, man. So you definitely, you know, uh, you're definitely right about that. But speaking of surveys and command climate and all, you heard about the COCMC that got fired? I didn't know which, from which the Buckley, one I heard a little. From the Buckley or whatever? Okay, okay. DDG, what, 84 or whatever? Um, oh, that's on the East Coast too, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know much about it. I think anything I know about it would be rumor mill. Um, uh, I th- believe that it, like them two weren't on the same page, you know? So, but, but, so that's something I, I would probably want to tuck. Uh, that's something I would probably want to tuck for uh, if um, we get a CMC. You know, like, hey, how, like what happened? Yeah. Like, how do what what happens if you and your CO not on, a, you know, not yeah, on the same yeah, page, yeah. you know? And I'm and, and I'm assuming it happens. So that'd be a great conversation to have with a CMC because, you know, everybody not going to get along. Everybody has to do a job. Everybody got a job to do. But that don't mean you guys going to be on the same page all the time. So yeah, that'd be a great conversation. Yeah, because because you got like the whole thing about or y'all not on the same page, but then you still got to temper the messes. uh expectations too mm. as a cmc you know so are you going back down to the mess like yo this dude's an asshole like i don't get down with him you know just so you can save your face and your ass at the same time or whatever like yeah. that so 
you know, I want to give a, I want to, for a quick break, give a shout out to my mom who listened and watched the last episode and was like, you look good. Your skin looks great. You look, I got dark right now. Cause I was out in that sun, but you look good. I can see that weight loss. You look great. It's like, mom, you ain't telling me when I wasn't looking good though. Like that's what I really wanted to hear, you know, for you to say that. Like, yo, moms can't get moms can't win with you, man. Can moms win? Can she get a W man? Can moms get a W man? My mom went with me every day. So she went with me every day, right? Oh, but yeah, man. So big, you know, big shout out to my mom. But yeah, so so that was crazy, you know, COXO fired. And then we talked earlier just about like, so we're gonna talk about that nav admin, that 142.22 one. But before we talk about that nav admin, did you hear about the army? So I'm gonna read this from military.com, right? Army swiftly backpedals on policy dropping high school diploma requirement, right? So it says, after only a week, the Army has swiftly reversed a new policy that would have allowed potential recruits to enlist into the force without a high school diploma or GED. According to an internal memo reviewed by Military.com, it conferred by a spokesperson. It says, the Army, along with other services, faces ongoing crisis to fill ranks, right? So we're having a hard time getting people in. Yeah. I guess Top Gun ain't do what we thought it was going to do, right? Um, but the, so it says the army has only hit about 40% of his recruiting goals this year on June 23rd, the service said that it would drop the requirement for completed high school under conditions that enlistees quickly ship out the boot camp, setting a deadline of October 1st to begin. <laughs> so yo, look, yo, look, yo don't even gotta go to high school. Like just Probably how no quick, GD, nothing, right? how no quick, GD. how quick can you get to boot camp, man? That's what we want to oh, know. Like, like you man. don't even need a high school degree no more. Like where y'all at? Like, like they going to get the street oh. sweepers out in a minute, man. But it says, uh, however, that move was met with some mockery online. That's all you got to do is mock somebody on Reddit, man. And accusations yeah. of it being a desperate measure, lowering standards to fill in the ranks wherever the army could. It says some people have frankly become very self-conscious of the news coverage. An army official with direct knowledge of the policy change told military.com. It's funny who military.com be talking to. Like, I can see them in a parking lot. Like, yo, do you have direct knowledge of the po- Yeah, 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 I got it. Like, what's up? <laughs> like, like, what's up? Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we, 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 became, we became self-conscious of that, man. It says the service has relatively few options for changes it can implement quickly. So officials have chipped away at the margins where they can. So pretty much in a week, the army went from telling people like, yo, you good to go. Yo, need your GED, yo, need your diploma, nothing to be like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> like, 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 we, like, we got to take that back. Cause it's like, yo, that's like, how bad are we? Like, how bad do we need people? And I, I think I brought this up a while ago in a pod, like about like something like, yo, are we, you know, do we need people? And I think it was like a debated, you know, I think it was the one with GSE one. And I think we had a little conversation about it. We need people, bro. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, and look, not only do we need people, we need to keep people. Yeah. That's the biggest thing we can't keep. And I'm going to tell you why this is my opinion on why we can't keep them because the civilian life is a whole lot better. Yeah. Right? The opportunities out there right now is a whole lot better than the military. So what we need to do, for one, 
that our fucking pay scale need to start matching a little bit of civilians' pay scale. Mm. That probably would help a lot. And believe it or not, Talk to money is a big driver right there, man. Mm-hmm. Money sometimes is a huge driver. And I'm telling you, man, look, I can't say it enough, man, on how the um on how um the civilians pay scale is much different from ours, man. Yeah. And and the opportunities, man. I got this is a guy who just got out the Navy, man. I mean, just got out the Marines, man. And he got a desk job at home, mm-hmm. working from home, right? Starting out 130. 130 for for the job he's doing. Like, that's way, that's more than he was making while he was in the freaking military. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, but can he get his teeth cleaned? Can he get his teeth cleaned twice a year, though? Can he get his teeth? I'm assuming he can. Okay. You know, I'm assuming assuming it got something to to back to, to, you know, some type of stuff. I don't know. I ain't get that detail, but I'm just talking about how much he making. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. That's sick, man. That's like, you, you, I mean, you, but right. you know what, army. Sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do, man. You yeah. know what I mean. Sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. Man. Army like gangbusters, man. <laughs> army try to get these dudes off the street, man. Like, man. yo, army need to go to the ER that man. I was at yesterday. It's a couple cats in there that could do a great job. Like, hey, man, pull them, pull them if you need them, army. Like, but think, but think, but think about how much stuff that you don't have to look at no more, though, man. You ain't gotta worry about do they, do they, do they gotta, they graduate. What did he got oh, a yeah, score? No, they, don't worry about none of that shit, yeah, man. Yeah, come on, don't man. Worry about it. Just come on. Just yeah, come on, come on, man. Come on, man. Let's get some more failure to adapts out come there. On here, man. You know, and I'm sure not everybody that didn't get a GED or diploma like is going to fail to adapt or whatever. Like, I think most of our gen- greatest generation was people who dropped out of you know school or whatever like that. But that's just crazy that the army like is like yo nah like yo like like the army was like all right like these are like. <laughs> Yo, these was like big wigs, like at a table, man, in the army, like what generals, like this big time dudes, like, yo, all right, like what can we do? You know, if somebody was like, hey, like let's drop like the standard for like high school GDs and diplomas, like let's just get anybody in this motherfucker at this point. Like, I just think that's a crazy thing, man. Yeah, and that focus group that you're talking about right now, yeah, is probably people who got master's degrees, oh, yeah, doctors, yeah. And doctorates, and all type of yeah, stuff. And they yeah, say, "Oh, let's drop the G, let's drop yeah. the requirement." Like, <laughs> well-educated, yeah, like, yeah. We need to figure some things out. Our recruiting tactics, right? I, I believe that our recruiting tactics. Uh, need to, you know, step up, man. We need to get a little better with where we, and I like what like a lot of the Navy recruiters doing with like Instagrams and TikToks and stuff like that. But uh, cause like gone are the days that I think people seeking out the recruiting stations, you know, I don't even see as many as I used to um, anyway, but I think gone are those days. So we need to get around and be around. And like, even if that mean me and yeah. being in a metaverse somewhere or whatever like that, you know, a lot of military stuff got to do with security and privacy. And so we got to work our way around that too. Um, I got one, a couple, we got a couple more small things to talk about. And I think we got some major things to talk about, man. Um, yeah. 100, 200 sections of the PQS, man. Do people do them? No. Yeah. Are they valuable? I, I think they I think they could be valuable, but I don't care about them. Yeah. I think it just make my PQS thicker. Uh-huh. You know I mean? More shit I got to read, more shit I got to look at. But now 
once you break it down and, and you know, I'm always looking at it on, on two or three sides of it, man. Once you break it down, you look at it. If you learn those 100 and 200s, you'll be great. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but you also see some of the same shit when you do the 300, the actual 300s. It's same. It goes over the same thing, but it's just telling you where to look at it and where to find it and all this. Type well, of stuff. yeah, because the 100, 200s is like more of a... The uh, training, right? Yeah, like more of the line by line, yeah, um, information. Whereas the three hundreds is like the actual qual, qual yeah. or whatever, like that. So the one hundred, two hundreds is like more of the line by line, uh, yeah. stuff. Um, I'm not gonna get too much into Nav Admin one four two two two. I just think people should read it. Um, yeah. it's just about key force management personnel policy actions and a listed active component to ensure the Navy remains fully manned and operationally ready because we need people, you know? And I guess yeah. the Navy didn't think like to like drop our standard as far as um, having a high school diploma or GED, but we need people. And, and yeah. And just one note on that though, that I won't like people who's going to read it up. I'm sure everybody already going to read it and look at it, but Hey, it says sea or shore duty in there. Sea or shore, not just sea duty to stay in. Yeah. It says effective immediately all enlisted early out programs and new time and grade requirement waivers are hereby canceled. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> <And>, man. <laughs> they try to keep everybody trying to get you boy, right? Here, man. <laughs> Damn, yo. But I, yeah. I I know it's a period. If we go through it, it's like a period. I just don't want to read another nav admin today. We kind of chilling, you know, kind of back, trying to get our groove back a little yeah. bit. But um I know that it's uh, something, a clause in there about being grandfathered in or whatever like that. So certain people don't got to yeah. worry about that. Because somebody I know, he was like, yo, I'm good. My retirement paperwork is already processed. It's in. I'm good to go. Uh, one more quick thing I think I want is, oh, E-NAFIT, man. Like, hey, just to the listeners, man, how E-NAFIT treating y'all? How, how's E-NAFIT treating y'all, man? Because where I'm at is people having problems, <laughs> Well, let me tell you this before we, like, before we, like, first off, I haven't got my poem yet, so I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah. But on top, on top of that, though, like, we didn't use that, we didn't use uh, ENAFIT last year either, though, have some problems, some issues, yeah. whatever. So I, so I don't, I don't deal with a lot of the junior sailors that to, to, to start using, so I don't know if you use it at all yet, but I haven't used it at all. I just started I using it. On it. So... I don't know too much about it, but I, every time I do hear someone talking about it, I'm, good I'm stuff. not hearing good things about it. Oh, for real? <laughs> yeah. So how is it working though? I mean, you went into it, you looked at it. So I, um, we got a, we got two sellers transferring. So we've been in ENAFIT, but you know, you need a trusted. I don't want to get too deep into like ENAFIT, but our admin, you know, department is the trusted, our admin division is the trusted agent. They got to like, so the trusted agent had to start the eval. I can't pull the eval from the trusted agent. So uh, one of the senior chiefs, one of the yeoman over there, he got to talk to them and see what's going on so we could figure it out. Right now, you know, we could still use the regular NAF at 98 Alpha. But I also heard that like we trying to figure out if we want to even continue with ENAFIT. You know what I mean? At all, right? Period. Yeah, but I'm trying to understand, like, you know, we do all this shit, right? We do all this, like, we do a lot of test-like things, right? Where we get, like, a group of people and we test something out, you know, whether that be, like, 
Enad fit or like the planks, you know, and stuff like that. And then like when we actually, you know, bring it out, you know, to the fleet, like we still like, oh, no, nah, like, we need to go, like, with the planks. It was like, all right, we finally figured out, like, not everybody. Like, where they tested at? With, like, a bunch of, like, like strong, like, y'all, I don't know. Like, it's just, like, where where y'all it testing all this stuff yet? Like, where y'all testing all this shit at? Where does that focus group at that tested all this stuff, yeah. man? I'm just trying to be involved, man. Let me be involved. Because when it's hitting That's the it. fleet, it's confusing. Like, I don't know if people giving good feedback. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, if it was good, like, it worked. Like, yeah, like, like, but it's hitting the fleet and it's confusing people, man. So, I don't know. Because now they saying they trying to figure out if we even going to keep Enafit. You know what I mean? So, that remind me of them IFRVs that pretty much told us, like, that, you know, we, we would be good to go and, like, a, a arc flash and we would survive, like, a fire. Then, like, a week later, they was like, nah, nah, don't use them. <laughs> like, like, don't yeah. use those. Like, like you're going to burn up, man. Roe v. Wade. Roe v. Wade, bro. Oh, no, before Roe v. Wade, let me say this. Uh, before we even get into Roe v. Wade, I want to say this. I, I, I think I need to change my narrative when it comes to e-bows, bro. Um, I, it's like no matter how high I go up the chain, evils are bad. No matter how high I go up the chain, I see bad evils. You know what I mean? Um, when you so we started writing evils as second classes. So you know when I made first, you know it's like all right, I'm gonna have second classes, right? you know, good evals. And by the time I get them, I don't got to do much, you know, and ain't happening. You know what I mean? Then I became a first class and I had first classes in my department and I was the departmental LPO. And I'm like, I'm good to go now. I got first classes in the department. Like I'm not going to have to do much to these evals, change a couple of things. Boom. That ain't it, man. That ain't it. Like, like it, it got bad. Like we had to have a huddle, like a whole thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Became a chief. You know, I'm like, man, chief, you know, first classes, you know, you know, these evals going to be dope now. We got first classes, get it done, knock it out. All I got to do is, you know, a couple little, you know, Tweets. evals was a headache, bro. Like, you know, evals yeah. is a headache. So then it's like, all right, boom, senior chief, you know, departmental LCPO. I got chiefs around. I know that, you know, by the time the evals leave, everybody hands by the time I see them, you know, it ain't really going to be too many words that's misspelled and formatting. And, yo, y'all master chiefs and senior chiefs should have told me that it don't matter how high you go up the rank, <laughs> evals going to be fucked up by the time they hit your Man. desk. Real. I used to look at CMC on the ship, like, you know, eval season, like hard at work on them joints. I'm like, damn, this CMC hard at work on these joints. Hard at work. Now I know why they was sitting there all night and all day. Oh, man. <laughs> the damn evals. Evals are a headache, man. Like, super duper headache. And no matter, but but for me, I'm the reason why I'm saying, like, I feel like I might need to change my narrative, because it's one thing common in every scenario and it's me. So maybe, you know, and it's crazy because you get it like, you know, like I, I don't want to get too specific, but you get it. And it's like last minute, like normally, like when you get it, it's like last minute. So you got to even my instructor when I was at well, my facilitator at SEA had like the same type of story. Like, yo, I got the evals, 
like a week before I needed to push them or a couple of days before they needed to get pushed. So by the time I got them, it was like, like, yo, it's a whole lot that need to get done with these. And he was a master chief getting them from a senior chief, <laughs> you know, or whatever like that. But it's like, you get it. Somebody, I think everybody look at it like the next person up is going to fix it. Like, yo, the next person going to get this. They going to catch this. They go see this. It's like, yo, them things don't ever be good, bro. But maybe it's me. Maybe I'm not like, yo, I don't care. I did it a couple of times before, um, like talking to like top snipe, like, yo, um, it's on me. Like, yo, top, it's on me. Cause you don't have evals from us. However, I can't accept the evals that I got. So we got to, you know, push them back. And that could be, you know, the junior sellers giving it to the first class is jacked up. And the first class is not really ha- like, no matter what this, you know, situation was, it's like, yo top, I'm not giving you these evals I got. And I'm not accepting them. I'm not taking them again and fixing them and doing all this work. You know, that happened a few times. I never, I didn't know that that happened. That had to happen everywhere you go. You know, I don't know if you experienced the same thing as me uh, or you got lucky and had some good evals. But for me, I think is I need to change my narrative. Yeah, no, same, same way, man. Um, and you know, and I learned real quickly as it's coming up with my evals, man. I said, oh man, this look pretty good, blah, blah, blah. Especially when it comes to the chief eval. I'm like, okay, you know, I ain't got to do too much of these evals. And I may like look at it real quick and say, mm, whatever, okay. Uh, or if I'm the same rank, even seeing Chiefs, man, if I'm the same rank, I might be like, I'm not even worried about that. We kind of going against each other, setting this up. Then I I got tired of my department head or XO or whoever comes back and look at me and be like, hey, you see, you, did you look at that? You know, yeah, <laughs> like, yo, did you even look you at You just get these? that little yeah. thing that, did you look at these? I was like, oh my goodness, give them back, send them back. Then I had to go back and I saw actually freaking, you know, like I normally do now. Dude, anytime somebody send me anything, man, I'm taking that bad boy out and put that thing in words so fast, man. Yeah. I think it's going in words so quick now, man. That's how I started off, like, going in words. So, yeah, man, uh, it's the same way. They ain't going to stop either, man. It's bad. I need to hear this from some Master Chiefs, man, some old fleet, some old Force Master Chiefs. Like, is this for real? Like, do these things never get better? Like, no matter how high you go up. But, um... I ain't lie, man. Like, like we've been on ships, man. We you know, we go by that freaking... We go by CMC door, man, when it's eval season, man. <laughs> he be up and down with folders in that My man be looking like Rumpel Stillskin. My man be in that J looking like Rumpel Stillskin working out the... What's the day that he be doing or whatever? With the wheels so mm-hmm. <laughs> spending trying to weave Burn gold it. out the out those shitty ass evals, man. Hell yeah, boy. All right, so Roe v. Wade, right? Um, we know about it. We know, you know, Roe v. Roe v. Wade was overturned, uh, which pretty much meant that the states, you know, now had to say, and we I'm paraphrasing, I don't want to get all like specific legally, but it pretty much meant that the states now had to say in abortion rights. For women, where at where before, you know, the government gave women just, you know, uh, rights for to have an abortion, like it was their choice. Um, now it got turned back over to the states. Um, I actually did a lot of research, and it's a lot of the things I did the research on, I had to do with Roe v. Wade, is not nothing that I think I plan on talking about here. But I did a lot of research on it to understand um, the inception, like how it started before, um, what it means, um, now what it meant then. And, you know, a lot of stuff like that. Um, 
I know I'll say this though, for sailors, um, just looking at like what SecDef was saying about, you know, not wanting to do the same thing we did with COVID when as soon as like, like just changes, changes, changes. It's like, Hey, we working on like getting some information out there for y'all. Um, let us get a little bit of time so we could, you know, figure it out and put out a clear guidance on what, you know, you need to do. Because from what I know is our medical facilities don't do abortions. Um, so they get a referral to a place out in town. So if a seller station in like Texas, for instance, they, it's not going to work because you can't get an abortion, you know, there. So I know the military is trying to figure out, you know, how to offset this thing. And I think, um, well, there's no clarity right now, so I ain't even going to make any assumptions on what we're, what we're going to do as a military. But I know that they are trying to offset it, though. But what's your thoughts on Ro- the Roe v. Wade overturn, bro? My, you know, man, when I when I was looking at because, you know, it was on every news channel, man. And um, my first initial thoughts was this. We given... We giving the people the opportunity to make decisions all the time. We want people to make their own decisions all the time. But now we just took the decision making out of the people's hands, out of a woman's hands. She cannot make the decision. So that's my take on it, man. My take ain't on... I'm not a pro-life, not a whatever the case may be. I'm not getting into all that stuff. I don't want to talk. And I do have an opinion on it. Trust me, a big opinion on it. Yeah. But I'm not going to get into all that. But I feel like with everything we do, man, we are, we are um, um, giving people a, a presence, giving them a stage, giving them this and that. But I feel like this thing here just took that away um, a little bit. So that's kind of my take on it, man. Um, but you're right, though. When it comes to the military, man, it's a big deal now. It's it's a really big deal. And we really got to get some information out there um, to sailors and and the military as a whole, not just sailors, the military as a whole. And, you know, something has to, to come out and, and talk about it. Um, but I can tell you, man, this is a this was a huge decision, though. I can tell you that, man. This was big, man. This been if you guys I know ain't nobody living under no rock. This been on the news like forever, you know, for, for, for a hot minute now. And it's going to play a big part in, I'm assuming elections and all that stuff too. You know what I mean? I'm assuming it's going to be huge for, for, for all that stuff, man. But, um, yeah, man, that's tough. It's a tough decision, man, to, to make. Yeah. It's tough to, to put that decision in somebody else's hands to make that decision, man. Cause you know, you, you're going to always be on one side or the other side of it. You is no in between on this one, man. It's yeah. like, and no in between. You either gonna be this or that. Period. Yeah, so and and I'm tough. hearing a lot about this decision. Like, is this decision being like a springboard for other decisions, and like this decision being a focus for like the last fifty years, like since seventy three yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Like this being something that they've been talking about since they actually uh, made it. You know, a decision back then and just different things about the bill of right. Like I said, I did a whole lot of stuff that I'm not going to talk about as well. I will say for me personally, I'll say it like I'm pro-choice. I'll say that uh, myself. I'm pro-choice. Um, it's, I have other thoughts about a, like a, a whole bunch of other things, but primarily I'll say that I'm pro-choice. Um, what I'll say is, uh, 
everything that you, you know, you said about taking the decisions, you know, out of the hands and stuff. But the biggest thing I wanted to talk about was we need to get into our instructions when it comes to like, uh, well, we need to, we need to pay attention to like military is kind of, we move around a lot, but we, we need to pay attention to who we're voting in different offices so we could, uh, like, know what's happening or whatever like that. Not just the yeah. president, but different offices. Yeah. I say that because yeah, yeah. myself as a military member who moves around a lot, sometimes I don't feel connected to the place I live or whatever like that. You know? So it's like, man, I don't care about who running for this office here or who running for this office here. I'm from, you know, Pennsylvania. Like, like I know how we, you know, and that's not the way that we got to think. We need to have more power over like some of these uh, decisions and who we vote for and the people that's actually getting shit done, processed. And, you know, like I remember being young and thinking like real young and thinking the president was the one who made the decisions. But if you look, Biden is like president Biden is like going against like this decision that was made. So it's pretty obvious that, you know, the president isn't the one. And I'm talking about real young. I learned a long time ago that, you know, the president wasn't just the one, but, um, yeah, he's like vocally like going against it. But again, like we need to get out there. We need to vote. We need to pay attention to what's going on, especially being military. I'm telling you a lot of things about being military members, like just kind of like push you away. Like we underway for deployments. Like, man, I don't care who doing this or who doing that. We have to pay attention, you know? Um, the second part of that was we have to read our instructions about what we can and can't say. Um, Cause it's things that sellers can do. It's like voicing their opinions, you know? Um, so we need, but, so we need to understand, I saw like a seller say that, you know, she was told she couldn't make a post about Roe v. Wade and I, and I'm like, why not? Like she, you know, well, the Navy saying I can't, and I don't, I'm not always okay when sellers say the Navy saying I can't, when they just talk about their chief, <laughs> like, like it's not the Navy saying you can't, yeah. your chief Your pulled chief some shit out of their ass or whoever it was and saying you can't. And saying that the Navy going to say something about it in a couple of days. The Navy ain't said nothing about it yet. You know what I mean? As far as what you could say, voicing your opinion. If you're a woman and you have an issue with this decision that was made as a woman, um, I don't, I don't, you're not like bad mouthing the president. I don't know what, you know, you can and Yo, can't say. So it's not a fuck. It's not, you're not going against the Navy. <laughs> you know yeah. Or the government, really. You just kind of expressing your opinion about a decision that was made. I, I don't, I don't think that that's, in the same realm of like, you know, saying something bad about President Biden or when Trump was in office saying something bad about Trump or whatever. I don't really think that's in the same, uh, in the same, uh, wheelhouse as that. Um, but I do believe that sellers and we're not going to get into it right now. We got into it where I remember we got into it when we did our uh, chief season. Um, uh-huh. cause, uh, it was a, a part of like, we had one of our uh, selects wanted wanted to put the pride flag wanted to put the pride flag on their um, guide on, um, so we went through some instruction. It was a lot of going back and forth through instructions about different things about demonstrating and, and stuff like that. But um, I learned a lot in reading those instructions. And one of the things that I learned in reading those instructions is this: things that sellers can do and can't do to voice how they feel about certain things and decisions. So I think sellers need to read those instructions. I mean, it's a few, they legal instructions, there's all types of stuff. And I I don't, sorry that I don't have the resources right now. If I can think of them, 
I get them all on a, you know, the episode notes, but I think sellers need yeah. to get in and read the instructions to figure out what they can and can't do as far as voice on how they feel and not just, you know, hold yourself to like the C lawyer. That's like, yo, we can't talk about this. Or yo, we can't talk about that. You can't have like, you can't express how you feel about that. I think that's really bad. You know, if it is yeah. something we could talk about, cause now you giving sellers this whole thing. Like, yo, we don't, we not shutting everything down. Yeah. And then if any, like, I don't know, we, we, we talking about uh, getting into the instructions and finding out if anybody out there have, you know, firsthand knowledge on this, make, man, come on, hit us up, go in the comments, whatever the case may be, um, to help everybody out, you know, um, what you can say and can't say, but you are, you're dead on, man. Like, like, I don't feel like this has nothing to do with Navy and you bad mouth in the Navy. I don't think it has anything to do with that. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. But yeah, I know a lot of women. I just, I was, I was, I think that was the day we graduated SEA and like the dude that was cleaning the um, NGIS, he was like, hey, you know what happened today? I'm like, nah. He was like, Roe v. Wade was overturned. I'm like, oh shit, for real? He was like, yeah. You know, and then, you know, you see the riots, you see the, you know, the demonstrations. And my one of the f- initial thoughts I had about it was I didn't even know if everybody fully understood what that meant. Like, um, oh no, it, it didn't. I didn't even fully know what it meant until I started like, 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 like my wife brought it up, and then I started like really like looking into this thing. I really, man, that's this has been something that's been what active for like fifty years, yeah. man. So it ain't nothing that no one, if you're not, you know, a, a, abortion is always a topic. You know what I mean? So you kind of you, if you've been listening to any of the debates, you probably know a little bit there because something always talking about it, but. Uh, I didn't, I wasn't in depth with it either, man. I'm not going to lie. So, you know I mean? I had to start looking it up and like, man, what is, what is this about really? You know? Yeah. Now we are seeing yeah. like morning after things were like morning after a bunch of, you know, a bunch of stuff, but it does affect, you know, it does affect our sellers um, a yeah. whole lot and with a whole lot of stuff. And we need it and us, you know, uh, and like I said, SecDef working on it, but we definitely need some clear guidance because that's going to be a determining factor. Um, on people joining or not, you know, and I honestly think you. Know, I, I ain't even gonna say that. Never mind. I, I was about to say something, and it's not. It wasn't like too controversial, but I ain't even gonna say it. But I know we need people. I know we need people in in in, in, the, in the in the military, and I believe that if we have an opportunity to be a little less restrictive um, with certain things, I think we should kind of consider consider it. You know, vice being like, yo, if you're in a state that don't do abortions, then you just can't get one. Uh, but I don't know what decisions that the military, you know, yeah. I don't know what decisions the military going to make. Um, but what's up, man? I know you had some stuff you wanted to talk about. Yeah, man. I, um, so first, I want to start off by saying this, man, like like the Admiral put out a message about um, electrical safety and things like that on board a ship. And he put out this message to all the commanders and all this stuff, man. But not the not to say it, w- it wasn't warranted or nothing like that. Not bashing the admiral or anything like that. Yeah. Because I think it is warranted. I think it's something we should talk about. Um, but I want to say this, though. I'm going to read a little bit of it. But I'm reading a little bit of it because I want to ask the question about have when the last time, you know, the mess got called out like this. If you don't think, if you don't think the, the mess got called out, Listen, listen to some of this stuff I'm about to say. I got a question before you start reading it, though. Okay. Because you're saying the admiral, but it's a lot of admirals. 
So is it any? No, I didn't want to call out the admiral name. That's why. So, okay, I so name. and that so uh, some admiral in the navy. That's yeah. I guess a big deal or whatever. Oh, you big yeah. Yeah, every admiral. Hey, admirals, y'all a big deal. You know, but yeah, uh, so some admiral in the navy called out the mess. Well, yeah. Okay, I'm listening. Yeah. So a little bit, little little piece of it. Like here, the CPO mess shall convene. We talk about electrical safety. So CPO mess shall convene to discuss how well electrical safety is performed on your ship. Discuss ways to improve the program and step and steps you will take to improve education and oversight. Submit in your respective force master chief a short two to four page white paper via email or when, where, and why your program does not work and your plan to improve electrical safety aboard your ship. Include best practices, recommendations, uh, benefits, and surface force. All that, like that's just a little bit, a little bit of part of it. Um, it's also talking about tag, uh, the tag out program. Um, also, um, but my point wasn't here. Then this mess, it's a lot more of it too. Like he know, like he said, hey, this kind of falling on the mess, you know, to fix this problem. Now, yeah. my thing about it is not why, right? The the why behind this, right? I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it two. My my two things first, man. And I know you probably got a lot to say about it too. But my first thing is this: it's complacent, right? We get complacent, right, uh-huh. on board a ship when it comes to electrical safety. I know I can go. I do inspection. I can go on any ship right now. Go in there, repair a locker, and I'm gonna find a whole lot of shit that's probably not safety tech, electrical safety tech. I do it every time I go on board a ship. Yeah, every time, right? So complacent, and then the last thing, man. The last thing is that accountability, right? I feel like now we get a lot of slap on the wrist, man. Slap on the hand. No one getting held accountable for these programs, um, and that's the reason why. And I'm gonna tell you why we didn't get we we everybody ain't getting held accountable for these programs, right? Like on board a DDG, right? For example. Uh, you have, say, uh, you're in your division, you got freaking four electricians in there, mm-hmm. right? You think you're going to, like, your your electrical program all jacked up? You think you're going to DFC the, the the electrician chief? No, you already got the, the, the command. He already got with three or four electricians. Yeah. Right? So most of the time, I think it's going to be a, you can't really, like, hold them accountable for these this program. You can hold them accountable, like, uh, LOI, write him a letter or do something like this. We talking about like really like get in the weeds of, of this. And I think the Manning can kind of like hold a restraint on you also. Um, but account of the biggest thing I'm getting at though, man, is accountability. Like, like these programs, you have program managers to look at these programs and hold, hold people accountable, but it's hard to do, man. It's hard to do. Um, I understand where the admiral's coming from, you know, because the pro, because you have inspection teams that goes out there and look at these ships. And the number one thing is tag out electrical safety. Mm-hmm. Like those programs are, are, are on the top every time we go on board a ship. So I kind of know where it's coming from. Um, but I just haven't never seen like it actually like a, a memo or a message come out there, like pretty much saying the CPO mess, like, you know what I mean? Need to do this, need to do that from this high up. Yeah. I, I just, you know, but yeah, what you think, man? What's your thoughts? I'm going to read something else from the thing real quick before I start, man. Yeah. You know, that's kind of close to home for me. So it yeah. says the purpose of the forced electrical safety program is to keep sellers safe from harm. 
Short of battle, damage, repairs, and wartime, there is no justifica- justification for anything other than rigorous daily program adherence. This requires a crew that fully appreciates the importance of detailed execution and the consequences of failing to execute. For the chiefs, take ownership of this program and drive cultural change. Your daily emphasis on the deck plates will turn the tide. Let us know what we could do to help. All right, so I'm going to paint a picture real quick. So we are in chiefs training in a chiefs mess. Uh, and the training is like this old ass PowerPoint about CFL, some bullshit about, uh, sorry for curse. I cursed a couple of times already to like in rapid succession. Right. But it's some BS about, uh, the, oh, somebody trying to cheat on a weight, somebody trying to cheat on a weight. And I remember like chiefs, like, you know, in our training, Chiming in saying that, well, if they cheating on the weight, they going against policy and instruction and that's wrong and they shouldn't do that. Right. As we having this conversation, I look over at a fucking rice cooker that was in the mess and a waffle maker. Right. And I'm thinking in my head, right. Like, yo, this training is bullshit because we are right now out of compliance with an instruction that we know for sure we shouldn't be operating this way. Right. Um, somebody might ask me like, well, what were you doing in the mess with the rice cooker and the waffle maker? Right. And bro, and me and you could really talk on this one. And I'm, I'm hoping we do, but I, I fought to the, 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 the biggest issue I ever had to deal with when it came to, adherence to the electrical safety program, no matter what issues that we ever had on the ship. And we had a few, the biggest issue I ever had to deal with that eventually affected me in a way that felt weird as fuck was with the mess, man. It was with the chief's mess, bro. Um, telling them about that we shouldn't have a rice cooker and a waffle maker. Right. And I'm not going to get specific with names, but I mean, it like it went to the highest like levels of like arguments and fighting. Like I remember feeling like I remember feeling like like I I wasn't even like 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 uh, accepted. Like 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 I I remember feeling like for some, and not from everybody, but I remember feeling like the heat, bro, a little bit. Like not 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 accepted. That's the wrong way. That's the wrong way to put it. Because I know people like me and they you know accepted me. But I remember feeling the heat, feeling like if I leave this room, is people gonna be saying something about me? And it had to do with a fucking rice cooker and a waffle maker, bro. And I remember being like, yo, this is just my instruction that I'm trying to uphold. Like it's, I don't like people like, and I remember feeling like people like feeling like I'm taking things personal. It's a personal thing. Yo, this is just my instruction. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like it got crazy, bro. It got to the highest level. Like I, 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 off of this pod, man, I give like a crazy story about like, you know, (laughs) going through it. Like what, like a specific person, like I'm going to talk to, you know, and they like, well, what, like, yo, you took the rice cooker. Like, yes, I took the rice cooker. I took it. Like I took the rice cooker. Like we're not supposed to have it. All right. Well, (laughs) I'm going to go talk to the captain. Like that shouldn't be a thing. You know, a captain shouldn't be able to like, and I'm not specifically talking about my ship. I'm talking about a bunch of ships. Um, when I think about some of the things that we say, because captains got like 
captains could do a lot when it comes to instructions. A captain shouldn't be able to say, I'm okay with violating the electrical safety instruction program here. Let's put this on a memorandum. Like that's something that a captain could do. Like, Hey, we want all of the officer state rooms that have refrigerators. So let's just put it on a memorandum so that they could all have refrigerators. Right. Um, and I remember going and electro find is funny. So I could talk about this, but I remember going to electro like, yo, the chiefs, they really fighting me on this waffle maker and this rice cooker. Right. And, and electro was like, yo, we got a, you know, we got a waffle cone maker up in the war room or whatever. And I'm like, yo, this is, you know, so me and him, you know, <laughs> you know, and, and, I, I, and I say all this with no, like, like, like no malice or nothing. I'm just kind of recapping like what happened. Cause we went through all of that. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. we went through all of that, but I, my, my guys would come into the mess like, yo, chief, it's a rice cooker in there. So, so, you know, it starts out with, yo, we just doing this for deployment for morale. Yo, but we can't. It's not in the instruction. We can't do this. Like, right? Like, so it's a fight from the jump. We had a regime of it before that would never do it. They never did it, right? Like, they, it's just out of respect. You know what I mean? Like, the old, and I call them the OGs. Like, but they was the, like, they just never did it. I never had to fight with them. If I did, I know they had more, like, I know they was like the OG again. They was like the OGs, but I never had to go through it with them. They respected the program. Like, um, then we just got people in there that I love and respect them, but they did not respect certain aspects of that program. And, and it, it was a fight, bro. Um, so I think that the Admiral is like probably right for bringing it on to the chiefs, man. Like if you, if you in a division, like you need to make sure that your people get in a shit safety check, you know? Um, it's a couple call outs and not specifically because it's every ship I ever been through. Every ship I ever been through, you go to the galley, you going to find some shit that's not safety check. If you go to yeah. the galley, you go to repair. Any ship I ever been to, you go to repair. That's, you know, that's your, it works in a division. Mm-hmm. You going to find some shit that ain't safety check. I've been to some electrician's uh, shops when shit wasn't safety check. Like, yo, the, we should be making sure our stuff safety check. Then it's like, you know, they used to confiscate back in the day. They would confiscate people's stuff, take their IDs, do a whole lot of stuff. Like, yo, you can't get this back. You're not getting this back. Nowadays, those cords and cables to charge your phone. Like, man, my God, like we, we wound up having a junkyard of cords and cables because nobody really was coming to get them back. Like, so it's like, like we can't even instill like electrical safety, like respect into the program. Cause it's like, Instead of coming to get them back, they just going to get another one and not get it safety yeah. checked. Yeah. Like after we confiscate it, like, like yeah. it's like, yo, like all of this is for a purpose, you know, um, it's something, especially, what's up? Yeah. Especially tomorrow. Yeah. Whoever do this, we have cancer and shits, blah, blah. You say them words yeah, right there. They, they just not going to get it back, leave. you know? And then there's some things on the other side of the coin that I think that we need to re kind of invest in, like, like, <sighs> Like, why can't we have a rice cooker, right? And I understand it's on the instruction and I understand um, about, uh, you know, three prong and I understand certain stuff like that, but I also understand we can have certain stuff in the galley. Um, Why can't we figure out ways to have some of these things in a way that, you know, they're not going against, you know, the instruction, like, okay, heated blankets and stuff like that. No, you know, but have some of these things been updated since such and such, but I know the 300 just been updated. So it's like, whatever's in a new 300, you know, we have to comply with it. It's instruction. And I remember 
um, going through the galley. And I got love for it. Like, like, like I said, I got love for it. But I remember one time, you know, going through the mess line and uh, CSCS at the time, he was a CSCS. He, he developed a rule that you couldn't, like during child hours, you couldn't walk in the direction opposite of, um, you know, the people that was walking to get food. And I remember fucking with him like, hey, bro, now I'm adhering to, your, to, to, this, to this rule you made up out of thin air that we can't walk down the <laughs> P-way P- while people get food. I'm like, but meanwhile, I'm fighting for, and I think he was more on my side, but I'm like, but meanwhile, I'm fighting for people to adhere to something that I have in black and white. You know what I mean? So- mm-hmm. Like, I, that, that's just near. I don't think we even ever talked about that on this podcast, but that, that's just something that's near and dear uh, to my heart because I've actually fought, yeah, fought yeah. about this. And I remember that. Like, I remember that just like yesterday, man, on how how um, animated everybody was about about that rice cooker. I remember the rice cooker specifically. I think that was the the the, yeah. the waffle was too, but the, the rice cooker too. Man, I remember that rice cooker thing was going back and forth and back and forth. And you're right, man. I remember like times people was talking about it, say, hey, man, I don't, I don't think it was like a lot of negative talk, but it was a lot of talk about like, man, Dumbo ain't, ain't backing down on this, on this rice, on this rice yeah. cooker type deal. You know, like he wasn't backing down, you wasn't backing down. So uh, but yeah, man, that that was a big deal. And now, like when I first Yo, but it got to Man, a point that hold up, but it got to a point. People, yeah. I felt like people were sneak, like sneaking and using that job, <laughs> like, like, oh, like, because I got I'm back sure off leave. <laughs> I got back off leave, and the rice cooker was out again. I'm like, yo, like, <laughs> what we doing? Like, people was buying new rice cookers. Like, it, it was so. Yeah. It's not. It's funny to me. Is so. So again, this shit is serious because Admiral talking about it, right? It was serious yeah. in that moment because it's in accordance with an instruction that we should be following, right? But a lot of things happened that seemed to be, appeared to be emotional. And I feel like me being emotional had a lot to deal with the fact that I felt like my program that I'm expected to like enforce wasn't being respected by the group of people that I would expect to be be. the number one supporters of enforcing a program. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was the hardest. That was the hardest thing for me. Yeah, but I love y'all. Um, but yeah, but back to like uh, our listeners. Uh, if you guys uh, have seen before, man, where uh, Admiral is is like talking about the mess or anybody with with, with whatever type of experience, I just never seen it to this level. And we talking about a vice admiral, too, yeah. So you know what I mean? So uh, I never seen it to this level. Um, if you guys have, man, bring it up. Put it in the comments, you know, whatever you guys, you know, hit us up and let us know, man, if something been this, to this magnitude. Yo, another thing, um, though, <laughs> another thing yeah. and another thing. Like, so it's like people don't, a lot of people, and I, it could be me, right? Um, And I'm definitely open to be kind of corrected. But a lot of, because again, Admiral talking to us, but a lot of us, yeah. right? I'm talking about Chiefs here. A lot of us focus on our little thing. Um. And I mean, as far as how much credence we give something, a lot of us focus on our little thing. We don't focus enough on everybody else's little thing. You see it more. 
based off my perspective, um, you know, people can argue, but I, th- I feel like you see it more with like DC stuff too. Like, Hey, like we doing this right now for combat. You can't go to the locker. You got this going on. We got this going on. You have to, you know, be savvy in this, this year job, this, our little community. Um, a lot of, and I'm not saying I'm not guilty of doing that, you know, as well at times, you know, all right, let me get all the EMs. Like if we doing something, you know, let me get all the EMs together and let's go do some electrical safety shit that we've done a hundred times, but let's do it again. Because like you, you, you'll see it in like, uh, when we prepping for inspections and shit, like, all right, well, my EMs, they don't have to do nothing in those spaces. So let's go and go change light bulbs. Like a lot of us focus on our little thing and we forget about something that encompasses the entire ship, like DC that encompasses the entire ship. And people don't like electrical safety is a major program in the Navy. And I hate like, cause I'm an electrician and like people think, Oh, electrical safety. electrical safety is a major program in the Navy. The shit, the ship is not operating without electricity. Like, 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 yeah. like it's a, and the big, thing about it is man, I, like, like not to cut you off, man. You but people don't understand is that in tag, I program too. another one. That's huge. That's also probably your program too. Right. Yeah. It's like huge programs. Right. But you know why they so huge world? world. You know why they're so huge? Because people die <laughs> yeah. from these programs. Equipment freaking uh, get jacked up because of these programs. So that's why every it's on the top of the admiral's list and they're on top of the captain's list and they're on top of the, should be on top of the mess's list of things because people die yeah. from this stuff. Yeah. And it's Period. A, yeah. And it's a full ship mentality that we need to have. When we started having all of those fires, those Charlie, remember we started having all those Charlie mm-hmm. fires damn near back to back. Like we needed to take a day or two to like sit down and do some walk through talk throughs really about like how to actually combat this fucking fire for whoever. Yeah. The EMs know how to do it. Like, yeah, the EMs could get in there and, you know, and then a lot of times in real time, people don't do things right anyway. Right. I remember being on my first ship, we had a fire in the switchboard. It was EMs and GSEs and shit ain't happened. Right. Somebody got shot. Right. But you know, we talk about like the last time all them fires at some point we need to stop like a, we need to stop. We need a two hour block for like the next two days to just talk about what's going wrong and how we need to fix it. Let's not act like shit ain't going wrong. Let's address it. Let's acknowledge it. Like what they say, get real, get better, right? Let's address it. Let's acknowledge it. Let's work through it. Anybody that has an electrical rate should be able to put out a fucking Charlie fire, right? It's, It's a struggle trying to get people that's electrically rated, that's not EMs and GSEs to become duty electrician qual. Our repair electrician yeah, a qual. Fight. That's a fight. That's right a there. struggle. And y'all electricians, y'all like y'all do this work, our electronic people or whatever. Y'all do this stuff. So yeah, I think it's just a full mindset thing. And uh people gotta stop sometime looking at things like a battle or like a competition, like combat got a tag out program, engineering got a tag out. At the end of the day, if combat tag out program fucked up, tag out's fucked up. You know, so that engineer in chief need to be worried about that EMC, that GSE, whoever it is. They need to be worried about combat. And then combat need to understand that if that EMC and GSEC is worried about combat, they really just doing a job. They not trying to say combat tag out program fucked up, don't know what they doing, whatever. They just doing a job. And it's the same vice versa. You know, if the FCAC, whoever it is in combat is like 
thinking about engineering, it's the same thing. We got to start kind of respecting, you know, those things that's full scale uh, ship things that everybody got to worry about. So that's my whole spiel yeah. on, I mean, we could have a million episodes about electric safety yeah. and stuff, but that's my I, whole but spiel I do, about I do want to, I do want to have, not now, but have a, a, a conversation about those Charlie fires that we kept happening, man. We got to get somebody on the, on the pod and talk about those with us, man. Yeah. We found out, you know, specifically some somebody from combat. We need, we need somebody from combat <laughs> Charlie, that had a yeah. right conversation. The Charlie fires, man. We hiding fire. We was getting down there and found out a lot of shit was already yeah, yeah, done. This, shit burned, done. <laughs> this shit burned up two hours ago, y'all. Like, I know. They just told us we had to call it away now. Like, <laughs> oh, shit. Did you do this, this, this? this? Like, nah, yeah. man. We do that. <laughs> the, the, the relay was on fire. Like, well, where's that? Oh, it's, we pulled it out. It's on the workbench, man. <laughs> the whole side of the shit black and shit. <laughs> like, that shit was, was crazy. Yeah, man. It, was, it was bad. It was funny, man. Yeah. It was funny. It was crazy. Hey, so yeah, uh, Flank Speed, you still ain't on it, huh? So, yeah, man. So, I'm probably one of the only people that's not on Flank Speed right now. But on top of that, man, my shit is, is, is the shit that works. Yeah. <laughs> like, everybody having so many issues with Flank Speed, man. It ain't even funny. Like, they either not getting emails, getting, getting crazy emails, or this ain't working, or that ain't working. Guess what? All my shit working. For real? All my shit. And I don't know why, though, that I haven't got turned. Because they gave us a deadline. They said, hey... If you don't have it done by this, it's automatically whatever. But I try to, I even try to do it, man. Like, I don't know what's going on. I thought my shit was good. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, man. Yeah. But I ain't pressing it. Yeah. I'm on, I'm on flank speed. It's working out well. I actually, the chiefs are, uh, our chief season so far, a lot of our documents, files and stuff going in through flank speed, setting up teams, meetings through flank speed. Well, nice. teams, you know, team flank speed on teams or whatever. Yeah. Um, setting up our meetings there, sharing notes there and stuff like that. It, it is a transition, but I, I like it so far. And I'm not the group chat, group kind of person, but, I, you know, I'm falling for it a little bit. So as long as we can That's keep good. that going, we should be good to go. Nice, nice. Um, um, I had one more theme I want to talk about real quick, man. And, and, and it's mostly for the detailers, man. And it ain't the fact that I just don't know the right answer. I don't have the instruction. I can't find it. All those in above, mm-hmm. right? So I have this, I have a, uh, specifically, um, have a chief that's been on shore duty for 18 months and he's about to get cut orders. Talking to his detailer right now, about to get cut orders, uh, to go back to sea. I have a problem with that, man. I have a real problem. And if it's in black and white, it's in black and white. I just can't find it nowhere. But if you have a sailor that went out and did 60 months of sea duty, mm-hmm. right? 60 months, did his time. And you telling me at 18 months, you're about to write him orders now to come back to sea. Like now though, like his orders about to drop and he's about to go back to sea like now before his, you know, 36 months is up. And I'm like, I think that's just going to open up a can of worms for everybody if we start doing that. Yeah. And I know you probably need us right out to sea and all this stuff. I understand that. But I don't think that's the answer. So if yeah. I get any details out there, man, that come talk to me about this. Is this true? Is this true? Or did somebody just, you know, trying to get somebody to go to another ship? Or I just don't know both sides of the story. I don't know what it is, but is there anything out there with this 18-month thing and, and pulling say I know you can pull them early. Yeah, I know it's. I I think I used to be like a six month thing. I thought or whatever, but eighteen months is man. That's like that's a that's that's early early. 
Yeah. And so that's five years out to sea and then a year and a half. Yes. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, man. Somebody. That focus group, whoever it is out there making those decisions, man, let me know, man. Whoever making these apps, man, we we've been so we talked about these apps before. Whoever making these apps need to step it up, man. But that's a whole nother kind uh, conversation. Uh, uh, PSD is a whole nother conversation. Uh, Mick Pond came and talked to us at the um, at the SEA. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, a lot of the conversation was about uh, PSD. A lot of I was talking to my sellers at quarters, and I was telling them like that, like we could go to war with China, and they looked surprised you know and i'm like oh, like am i like am i like have i been like fucking up here like by not letting them like understand like we could go to war with china like and a couple of them look like you know i'm like yo it's more likely than not you know and i know we don't talk about like that on this podcast like uh tactical yeah. like warfare type stuff like that but like i'm like sellers need to know that that's a thing <laughs> like 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 like, you know, um, like a real, real, real close to home thing. Um, and maybe if we get somebody on here like Mick Pond or somebody on here to talk about it the way that they can, we will. But that's something that we, you know, won't talk about. So book of the week, man, I've been reading a lot of books, man. I've read a whole lot of books right now. I'm reading a book called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Right. But that's not the book that I'm going to talk about for uh book of the week. Uh the book I'm going to talk about for book of the week is called The Magic of Surrender, Finding the Courage to Let Go. It's by a dude named Coop Blackson, right? Um, and it's just about accepting life. Like, it's just about, and it's crazy because, like, uh, I've already adapted a lot from the book. So I can't quote it. Normally, I give, like, thing I like the most or whatever. But a lot of what he talked about just gave me a whole lot of clarity um, and some of it is like, yo, why are you fret? Why are you fretting over something you can't change? You know, why are you yeah. stressing over something you really can't change? Like you might as well just live in that moment and make the most out of that moment. And that moment might become like a really good moment if you stop being so worried about it. Sometimes we worry so much that we don't even get to enjoy, you know, smell the flowers or whatever. Uh, and it, it opens up with him talking about his mom and how she, you know, had cancer and like was strong until the end, you know, but she just kind of accepted life for what it was. And uh, she made the most out of it. And it was talking about like Muhammad Ali. It was just talking about like um, having the strength to like, yo, if, I'm, if you're not feeling this, you know, accepting it. Like, yo, I'm not feeling this job. Like, I I'm not going to sacrifice my integrity for this job. Like, I'm gone. You know, this, uh, this not bringing me peace. I'm out of here. You know what I mean? Like, and maybe yeah. you do have to start back over, you know, but you start back over on your own terms or whatever like that. He was talking about how his, how, you know, he was dating a girl and a girl told him like, yo, you, you still have issues with your dad that you have unresolved or whatever. And he broke up with the girl. He broke up with her um, on the spot. And then he's talking about like years later, he's dating another girl and he was really and madly in love with her. And she told him the same thing, like within like a couple of weeks, like, yo, you got unresolved issues, you know, with your dad. He's like, eventually I got to accept it. Like, well, maybe I do, you know? Okay. And he talked about that. He talked about how his mom's death, like made him be like, yo, I, you know, I need to have a relationship with my dad. And he talked about how, like, 
you have to probably kill that expectation. Like, oh, it's a two-way street conversation. My dad could call me. I don't got He's like, yo, I call my dad every day. I call him every day. We talk every day. I'm not holding on to like, yo, he should call me type stuff. You know, that kind of, yeah. you know, conversation. I think that's something else that happened to a, a lot with us in the Navy. We go on so much. Sometimes we get estranged from uh, members in our family and we like, yo, the phone worked both ways. You know, and a lot of what he was saying was, yo, but I could make the call, you know? So I think that was a good book, man. It was a really good book. You would love it, Damon. I actually Sound recommend like, it. I, I don't always recommend books for you, but I, I actually recommend it for you just from the way to do narrating, bro. He's going to make you want to run like 10 miles in the morning. He just real, mm. he's really, he's really, really excited. The whole book, like Kool ain't playing, man. He hyped, he hyped the whole book. He sound like a pastor, bro. Um, Blackston, man. Yeah, Coot Blackston. Yo, he's, uh, I want to say half Japanese and half African. Um, like, I think his dad's from like Sudan and his mom from Japan. Um, but uh, I could be wrong about that. But he's like energetic from the, and he, he it's his book. He wrote it and he narrates it if you do the audio book. But energetic from the beginning to the very end, just super energetic. Damon, I'm telling you now, you will love this book. It's called The Magic of Surrender. Magic of Surrender. So before we get into this movie, right? And we know you you saw it, um, which I'm happy about because it seemed like it's been a long time coming. I know, right? Um, but uh, that Navy captain, man, he took 700 sailors to go see Top Gun. Did you see that story? That's crazy, man. I didn't see the story, man, but I heard about it. People talking about yeah, it. Yeah, that was cool, but, um, man. That's cool. And that's 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 good stuff, man. We actually, like, we was talking about it in the office, man. Like, we was trying to get out of the apartment head, man, like, to do it. Because one of the apartment heads at our command did it, but he got a small department. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's, how you, that's how you got to do it. That's how you got to do it. Yeah. That's how you got to do it. he took them all, though, man. Like, they made it time, talked to yeah. the, because I was in a meeting, talked to ACOS with the department heads, and he was like, Hey, I'm taking it. I'm taking the department to the, um to see Top Gun. Yeah, and he was like, "Oh, then he took him, man. Like made the time and made it happen, man. That was good stuff." Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's pretty cool, man. I thought that was a dope story. Cool captain. I think he rented out the theater. Yeah, I think he rented out multiple theaters. Or he paid for multiple theaters. He, that's some cool shit, man. Like. Um, that's some stuff you got to do on the base, man. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's some cool, cool stuff Seven for, for, for a CEO to do, man. I think that's so dope. But what's up, man? You saw, the, I talked a little bit about the movie before you saw yeah. the movie. What's up? Let's what was get into up, it, man? man? Let's get into it, man. So Top Gun, you know, our good old friend Maverick, man, Pete Maverick Mitchell, mm. a.k.a. Tom Cruise. <laughs> you guys don't know. Can't directed by Cruise. Joseph Kosinski. And, yeah. Um, but yeah, man. So um, let me tell you guys a little bit about the, about the movie. But before I go there, I didn't watch the movie probably almost, what, three weeks in? For about maybe a month in. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. So people been trying their best to give me some info, trying my best to, to say something. I keep like, uh-uh, yeah. nope, 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 nope. But no one had a negative thought on this movie. Mm-hmm. Like zero people who talked to me about it had no negative thought. I'm like, oh man, I'm probably going to go into this movie thinking it's going to be like, bah, then I'm going to end up being let down. Right, yeah, My for whole sure. mindset was on it. So, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want no end. I wanted to see it from what my view, I ain't want nothing. So the movie started, and you know it started when, uh, and then it got to the point where uh, 
Tom Cruise went down. And I was like, in my mind, I was like, okay, this is where he goes, goes down. And then someone else is going to kind of like take over the movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? It'd be like the new Top Gun type deal. Yeah. That's why I was at. And then he And then you know Tom Cruise in the movie. <laughs> he taking the second fiddle. So I know if he was like there and he stayed in the movie, he was going to be like the guy through it all. But let me tell you, man, uh, the storyline was incredible. It had a start and it had a finish. A lot of movies today, man, you don't get both of them. Uh-huh. It ends crazy or some blah, blah, blah. This movie started and it ended and everything in between was pretty good, man. Um, yeah. I, I tell you, man, like I can go with several portions of the movie where I seen, man, like that, that kind of moved me a little bit. The one part that like moved me a little bit when he was um, outside the bar, when he got thrown out and then uh, Goose's son, Mm-hmm. Start singing like pretty much the same song as dad used to sing. Yeah. That was pretty, pretty that, that was pretty good, man. Um uh scene right there. So it was a couple like crazy, crazy scenes, man. You went into his place, he had all the pictures and stuff in there of him and Goose and all this stuff, man. Was 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 pretty good too. Um man, it was a good movie, man. I, I can't say too many bad things about this movie, man. And and then but then he was the same way. So if you guys watch Top Gun, man, he was the same way. Like, always pushed the envelope. That yeah. didn't change. They kept it right there. Always pushing the envelope. Um, when when he, what I didn't get, though, the whole movie got me what I didn't get until he went through the little gauntlet himself. Yeah. When he went through the little gauntlet himself, until then, uh, I didn't think he was going to be a team lead. Yeah. Right? You know to do it, but man, he went through that gauntlet, man, and gave it. <laughs> so I thought it was moving, man. Yeah, it I damn like near cried, bro. Man. I damn near cried. Watched him. It was, he was a. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was damn near. It was moving man. the whole it time. <laughs> I damn near cried watching that shit. Let me tell you one portion of the movie that I didn't get. I one, think it might be the same as me. Yeah, yours might be the same as mine. Yeah, I didn't get that they didn't use the other guy, Hangman. Hang, hangman, whatever. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why he wasn't part of the team. He was one of the character, the main characters in there. Yeah. Even though he came back for, he came back and did yeah, his thing can, at the yeah. end. But the fact that he was way better than those other guys. Yeah, and but he didn't get the call. Yeah, but the but thing I know was, he kind of left people behind. Yeah, and I think the movie magic part was Tom would have been choosing between the best guy and Rooster. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. The best guy in Rooster, where he again, he like you just said, he wasn't probably the best team player. Yeah, yeah. you know, so that might have been. Maybe he learned from that. Maybe he learned from that. You know what I mean? Coming to save him at the end and all that type yeah. of stuff. So maybe that was his that was his learning curve for the movie right there. What part you didn't get? And I didn't get it right, but it was a part that I thought could have went different and made meant more for the movie. Um, good movie, good ending. But I felt like if Maverick would have died, that the movie would have been more impactful. Um, and I feel like it would have pulled more emotion out of I hope Tom Cruise not thinking about playing Maverick again in another 30 years. But I feel like if Maverick would have died when he went down and uh, is pretty much, you know, Rooster left, you know, it would have been good 
the scene of them two running into each other, it like was almost comedic. Like it was funny. It actually mm-hmm. became funny when he hit him or whatever, when he ran into ran up to him or whatever, and he hit him. It was funny, but I'm like, damn, yo, that was a good opportunity. Because I thought he was going to die doing that. I thought like that was going to yeah. be his sacrifice. Like, yo, Maverick died, you know, but of course he didn't. Tom Cruise, man. Like, so of course he ain't, you know, die. But that was the only thing. I, I felt like if he would have died, yeah. it, you know. Probably would have, yeah, it'd yeah. been more impactful. Yeah, no you know. Did, I thought did, he was, though. Yeah. No doubt. I thought he was. Two different scenes, I thought he was going to die. Yeah. Two different scenes, I thought that was it right there. But yeah, because then no, they just no had to continue. Time. Yeah, no, no, not time, man. Time ain't. And then, but they just had to continue closing out the storyline after he didn't die. Like, it would have been easier to yeah. close the movie out if he did die. So that was my only thing that I thought could have been uh, changed. Um, but like you said, like I said before, those actors, man, like they got to be in the movie, but they ain't have about eight lines a piece, man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like they ain't have many lines, man. You know what I'm saying? Tom pretty much really did the heavy lifting in that movie. Like some of them characters, they, you know, they got to be in it. They learn how to fly. But I heard they had like 300 hours worth of like movie and they had to cut that, you know, movie down. I heard they had a whole lot of um, movie to cut down or whatever like that. But I mean, what'd you I think? You think it's a classic movie? I think so, man. I think it's going to go down as a classic movie. Yeah. So, you know, it's outselling so much shit right now, man. It's yeah. blowing up. Well, you know what I so, do? You know what I do like about it? Um, and I, I saw the movie Coda as well. I think that this movie Maverick is like a paint by numbers uh, movie. Like, I feel like it does everything normal. Like, I, I feel like it don't do nothing out of the ordinary. It's a normal movie. You introduce a character yeah. that you love. Um, you give that character a challenge or whatever. Uh, you yeah. give you you give the character adversity in meeting that challenge, and then the character meets the challenge. It's triumphant. The movie is over. You know, some lessons learned with other external characters and stuff like that. It's love in in the story. It's different things like that that make for you know a good movie. Or whatever, because the adversity is when he's pretty much fired, and then the triumph is hit him coming back up, and like, yo, no, I'm gonna show you how to get this done and stuff. And pretty much, he explained how impossible and how hard this maneuver was throughout the first three thirds of the movie or whatever. So by the time you get to him doing it, you know everything at stake. You know how hard it is. You get you get everything. But again, I think this was like a normal movie, like, and I think that's what like I I feel like we've been missing. As like we've been getting a lot of Marvel, a lot of stuff like that. Um, we just it's just a normal movie that everybody could watch, love, feel good about. Everybody um, can watch. Yeah, no yeah, doubt. like love, feel good about stuff like that. So I and I, and that's the same thing with that movie Coda that I highly recommend. Like everybody watch. Um, it's the same thing. It's just a regular movie. It's not doing nothing different as far as storyline, plot, character, um, conflict. How does the conflict within the conflict, how does the character overcome to ultimately overcome for everybody? Same kind of story, um, same character journey, which I think was uh, really, really good. Yeah, it was a good movie, man. No doubt. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah. And that there, um, man, so we talked about car accidents. We talked about a bunch of different stuff that I can't even think about right now. Um, My back. Issues. Hopefully next episode my back be feeling better. I'm gonna let you guys know if it feels better. The ER, Roe v. Wade, um, again, um, Rhode Island, 
Nick Newport in particular, please forgive me for ever disrespecting the food world out there. The food world out there is crazy. Um, 22 Baron, I want to say. Those are that calamari. Incredible, man. You know, so those lemonades, love them. But uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. You know, I'll see you guys later. Thanks for supporting us and we love you. Peace. Mississippi, stand up.